Welcome to the Talker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K. Finks. All right, man. We're back. Episode 55. 55. Another week, man. Almost to 60. Soon we'll be at 100. So mm-hmm. just keep cracking at this shit every week. Yeah. And uh, keep hitting it from the back. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, always, I always like translate the number episode to like, um, like a significant thing. Mm-hmm. I, every time I see 55, it just reminds me of like a middle linebacker. You know what I mean? Like, you know, some of the heavy hitters we've had in the NFL. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're coming hard this episode. Be ready. We're coming hard. Viagra. (laughs) 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 All right, man. Um, People that heavy, people that use social media heavily, like, um, I mean, I'm one of them. But I don't think a lot of us really take into consideration how negative comments make us feel. And we all feel a certain type of way. You can, people, people say, I don't give a fuck. They can say what they want. I don't care. Mm-hmm. And I think that gen, like deep down inside, we still feel a certain type of way about it. Yeah. So the question is, how do negative comments make you feel? I'll start with me. Um, negative comments make me feel a certain type of way. I'm not going to lie. I don't expect for everyone to love me because in, in, in the real world, that's not realistic. However, if I post... Um, something about the podcast let's say i post a clip of the podcast and somebody's like say they say some shit like you guys are fucking trash like i can't listen to any of this this is garbage then i'm gonna be thinking like then bitch why'd you comment in my fucking <laughs> comment section man why don't you get a like? <clears throat> you know but if somebody was to turn around and say hey i love your podcast it's dope man keep doing your thing i'd be like hey man thank you mm-hmm. so the negative comment made me feel a certain type of way now Ultimately, now I'm at the point where somebody says something negative. I won't even respond now. Just based off the fact that why am I arguing with somebody who clearly is trying to get a reaction? That's what a lot of negative comments for. It's to get a reaction. Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. I've seen negative comments on celebrities um, pages and they'll be like, man, you whack, you this, you that. And then like logical reply like, oh, man, well, I'm sorry I didn't deliver. And then the dude will respond like, oh, man, I didn't know you would you would comment back, man. Keep doing your thing. You'd be like, that's trash. These motherfuckers just wanted attention. Yeah. It's sick. Yeah. What's your take, man? I um I think I remember once it was I was it was probably like 2011 or something and uh-huh. I had dropped a song and uh a couple of my friends were talking to another guy that makes music too and uh he said I forget exactly what he said but he was like, "Oh, that dude K-Fiends that dude's trash. Like, really? Why would, like, yeah. He wow. was, he was. I don't know what, exactly what he said, but whatever he said, it was like, and it was a negative, negative tone to it. And uh, at the time, I was just like, man, what? Do you, like, how? How is this dude talking about me? Like, I'm way better than him. Yeah. Um. You probably fucked this girl or something. Didn't know it. Ah, uh, nah. <laughs> 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 Mr. Keith. <laughs> <laughs> Say, what's your major? (laughs) (laughs) But, um, but yeah, so that happened a while back, and I kind of had uh, I felt a certain way about it whenever that had happened. Um, and then fast forward a few years later when um, we just dropped confessions like in December, yeah, and uh, that was a negative comment, and there was a couple. I, I think it was only one I, only one that comes to mind. Basically saying, like, because we use, you know, uh, references from Usher's Confessions album in the movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, somebody went in and basically said, um, you know, you guys are more creative than that. Like, why would you do that? You guys basically stole 
you know, the whole line from the from the album and stuff like that. And um, when I seen it, I, I honestly just didn't care. Yeah, I didn't get like I didn't feel any kind of way about it. I seen it, I was just like, oh, that's interesting. Um, I think once you once you're extremely comfortable with yourself and extremely comfortable with the work that you put out into the world, the the negativity doesn't affect you in in that way anymore. You know what yeah. I mean? It, you also have to realize that more than half the comments from people that say fucked up shit are from people that don't create shit, mm-hmm. and if they create something, more than likely they suck. Because yeah. I don't waste my time just, just just going through the internet finding something negative to say about somebody. I'm too focused on my own content. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm more I'm more consumed by what we have going on than what somebody else has going on. Because yeah. it just doesn't it doesn't do anything for me. I'm not going to be like, man, your titty like your titties look crazy, or yeah. you know what I'm saying. I've seen yeah. a lot of crazy titties, but it's like yeah. I'm not going to say nothing about it. Mm-hmm. Or I'm not gonna say, man, you trash. It's some. I mean, I'll be real. There's some a lot of artists in town. Trash, not good. Just not good. What I mean by trash is they're not even trying. Mm-hmm. If you're a person that's not very talented, but you could, I could obviously see you're giving effort and you like what you do. I'm not gonna say anything bad. Yeah, not. Yeah, but people be literally be trash and be the same ones talking shit about other people. Uh huh. Like, focus on your own craft. And if you don't have a craft, then shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, it's one of those things where I think that, like you said, there's there's something deeper to the reason why these people are leaving these negative comments. Oh, yeah. You know, generally, sometimes it's, it's the fact that they're not doing anything and they're, you know, just bums. And then sometimes it's that these people are com- being competitive with whoever's putting out content. So like like last week we had Todd on the podcast. Yeah, I'm sure you know the majority of people that may leave disrespectful stuff or say whatever about Todd are probably YouTubers themselves. You possibly. go click on their page, they, they got seven got, views. Yeah, they got seven views, maybe two subscribers, and both of them are actually themselves. Like <laughs> they got a gaming channel and a vlogging channel. <laughs> <laughs> You're not interesting. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like, man, but once you, you know, once you become, like I said before, once you become comfortable with yourself and you, you know, personally that you're putting out your best work, then you should be fine. Yeah. Another thing too is, is the same people that be talking shit. They may have created content, but they're not as passionate or maybe they quit. See, this is what you got to understand. When me and Keith started off doing this podcast, we weren't getting very many listens. We weren't getting very, very many views on our stuff, but we figured... Mm-hmm. If we can make this impact at a very low level and continue to be consistent, people are going to start buying into what we're doing. You know, so we see we would start off with like 12 listens, literally, remember? Mm-hmm. Uh, it'd be like 12 listens, 13 listens, you know? And, we, and then the next week we get like 19, we'd be like, yo, we got 19 listens. That's so dope. Yeah. Then it go from 19 to 30, and then from 30 to 60, and then from 60 to 80, and then from 80 to 100, and 100 to. 150 to 200, you know, and we're just getting more and more people listening because not only are we consistent, but we care about what we're doing. We're not, yeah. we're not absorbed in what other people are doing and we're not hating on what other people are doing. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that when you truly invest your time in positive outlets, that you really don't have time to fuck with anybody else or hate people. Yeah. Okay. Imagine this. Imagine you hate, uh, y- your name's James and you hate Billy. Right. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you make a million dollars. Do you think you give a fuck about Billy anymore? Yeah. You don't because no, you, you got something 
extremely positive to happen in your life. Mm-hmm. More times than not, people that leave negative shit, they're telling on themselves because they're basically saying, hey, my life sucks, I have a small cock, and I fucking hate you. <laughs> and that's why this shit's happening. Small I, cock, small cock. <laughs> <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder like what the percentage is of, of guys uh, that make these comments actually have small penises. <laughs> it's probably why they're making these comments. It's a correlation there, probably. Gotta be. Got, if got, he was actually getting it in, you wouldn't have time to leave those You comments. wouldn't be, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. honestly. Yeah. If you were a guy that was getting some type of attention from women, you wouldn't be leaving these type of comments. Yeah. Fuck Keith. You probably, <laughs> I can't wait for that one. What? <laughs> for somebody to say that in the comments. They'd be like, fuck Keith. And then, <laughs> and then their girlfriend takes it literally. <laughs> that was funny. You just respond with a picture of you hitting it from the back. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god this is so much fun <laughs> I don't know why my boyfriend doesn't like you <laughs> oh my god alright let's move on from that yeah. alright I seen some shit that was the most just unnecessary ridiculous thing um, a company I forgot their name but they came out with a box of condoms, but it takes two people to open it. It's called a consent pack. Basically, it takes both parties to open the pack of condoms before you engage in sexual relations. Yeah. Right. What I find like ridiculous about this is, is they use this measure supposedly as a way to, uh, you know, have to be uh, to ask for consent or yeah, you know, whatever the case. I guess this is it's a counteractive measure for rape. This yeah. is what I would assume. Here's the problem. You, there's no direct, like, resolution, mm-hmm. but I feel like if there was, because there's sick people in this world, men that are very predatory and mm-hmm. do weird things, you have to attack the topic of rape, but you cannot treat every man like a rapist. Yeah. Like, that's not cool. Yeah. I am not, I'm a grown, I'm 34 years old, right? Yeah. I do not need help putting a condom on my dick. No, <laughs> not happening, Okay. <laughs> And I think it's just ridiculous that we've gotten to a point to where people have bought into this idea, men are bad, they need help opening condoms. That's fucking stupid. Yeah. I seen one girl leave a comment said, well, men shouldn't worry about this if they're not a rapist. I'm thinking like, I'm not, but I think this is completely ignorant. Yeah. It's just stupid. Yeah. I, I think like you said, we need to attack like the mental health aspect of exactly people. The people that I don't think they think it's okay to rape, but for exactly. whatever reason they're still doing it. So we need to attack that versus like trying to have these consent boxes or whatever you call it. it. Exactly. Exactly. It's stupid. Can you imagine okay, this is literally the same thing. Can you imagine if you wanted to attack the topic of racism and then me as a black man, I'm walking up to random white people who may not even be racist at all. And I'm like, here, read this book so you won't be racist anymore. <laughs> hey, hey, what's your name, Jim? Yeah, yeah. my name's Jim. Uh, here, read this book so you won't be racist anymore. Yeah. Can you imagine how white people would feel? Like, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah, yeah. This is the same thing, except instead of attack on racism, you it's an attack on white people. If, instead of being an attack on rape, it's an attack on men. Like, you got to realize this is not a this is not a healthy way of attacking the issue. Yeah. I think um, you, this one point you even you kind of didn't even mention at all. What's that? I don't think people that rape people out here are using condoms. Bruh! Oh, my God. 
Niggas is not Bruh. like, dang, I'm going to rape her. Hold on. Wait a minute. Let me, let me, let me open this real quick and slide, slide it on. Real. <laughs> By the time you do that, she's going to run away or call the cops. Yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's just, oh, my. It's just, I think what it is is there are companies that are, they are capitalizing on fear. They're capitalizing on fear. They're coming up with all these these products and these things because they want to contribute to the narrative that men are bad. Like when you think nothing is all bad or all good, first of all. Yeah. Nothing is all bad or all good in this world. So when you literally make these box of condoms where two people got to open them. Except Taco Bell. Huh? This is a late response, but Taco Bell is all bad all the time. Not really. That should for be your good. stomach. That should be tasting good for your stomach. Until you got to take that Taco Bell <laughs> shit. <laughs> and I had Taco Bell not too long ago, and I thought everything was cool. I was like, I'm not sick. And the next day, I had a motherfucking Taco Bell Grande blowing out of my ass. That shit was tough, man. Yeah, oh my Shout God. out to Taco Bell. Remember the Taco Bell dog? Taco Bell. Oh yeah. Yo quiero Taco Bell. Yeah. That shit was racist as a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> y'all went and got a Mexican dog. Y'all not even serving Mexican food, but y'all went and got a Mexican dog to do the Taco Bell commercial. That is so fucked up. And it was a little chihuahua. Little chihuahua with big yeah. eyes. Yeah. It, and I mean, first off, dogs don't eat tacos. Yeah. And then they went and got the most Mexican dog. You could. That's just crazy, man. Yeah. Man. He used to get away with crazy stuff the, back in the this, day. This is, this is the sad thing about it. Did you know that Taco Bell was the number one rated Mexican restaurant in the United States? What is, they're not, There's not nothing Mexican, Mexican about it. Yeah. There's nothing Mexican about it. It's, it's oh my God. It's, anyways, <laughs> let me, I'm just straight off topic. Um, Yeah, but uh, this, this whole consent thing, like, if, can you imagine the average woman, if you bring these condoms, we're like, hey, we have to open them together for them to open. You're going to ruin the mood. They're not going to want to fuck anymore. Mm-hmm. Women like that. In order for women to have sex, they like everything to be smooth. You know, they want to kiss. You know, you guys start touching each other. You start rubbing her down there, giving her foreplay. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you got your condom on and you start fucking. But now <laughs> it'll be like you're kissing her, you're touching her, you're giving her foreplay. And then you stop and be like, hey, can you help me open this box of condoms? Yeah. She's going to be like, oh, my God. Do, 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 She's going to be looking at you like, my pussy's dry now. Do, do, do. <laughs> yeah, that's not a good look, man. That's just yeah. Hopefully that company goes bankrupt. Yeah, ridiculous. Then the Jeopardy is dang in the background. I just caught that right now. Dun, 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 boom, boom. You still got your dick out, condom even on yet? What is no condom? <laughs> boop 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, the dude's Can I like, get consent for 400 <laughs> <laughs> It's always a nerd that responds too fast Boop 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 uh, What is consent? No What are the consent? <laughs> I'm like funny Oh my god Yeah, they, yeah The nerds always respond to the fastest on Jeopardy Yeah They're like what is Taco Bell? Yo, <laughs> what is Yo Caro Taco Bell? <laughs> oh man, I think we all agree that these condoms are fucking stupid. Yeah, that's yeah. Just try again, please. I think just go back to the drawing board. There may be a solution out there that works better than this, but I think this is a 
not that great of an idea. The solution that works better than this is just communication um, and not being yeah. drunk. Yeah. I, I think that when you, uh, some people literally cannot have sex with, you know, being sober. Mm-hmm. It's like they need to be drunk. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's a big problem because people become overly aggressive and some women become extremely easy. And I think that both of those things are bad because a woman might be in a put. Some women can put themselves in positions that are they're vulnerable, that they really don't want to be in. But they're so drunk mm-hmm. and they don't have control over themselves. And then some men are aggressive and those two things don't go together. So the number one thing I would I would uh, refer them to do is to not be intoxicated. Yeah. So, you know, when you guys are having sex, it's it's you're very cognizant of every action or response that's going on. That's real. All right. All right. Moving on. Uh, What is the proper way to quit a job? (laughs) Some people are thinking like, no shit. Give two weeks. (laughs) But really, you you, you have to understand um, what it depends on the job. How loyal has that job been to you? Uh, how quickly are is, are is there another opportunity? Um, are you mentally healthy? You have to factor in all these things because, mm-hmm. of course, you want to do the right thing and give someone a two week notice, which is, I feel is the most respectful way to leave a job. But if you are mentally unhealthy, do you really believe you have two more weeks to deal with that? Yeah, I just thought about it. Uh, you know, we had this discussion earlier, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of um, football players mm-hmm. that pretty much you just up and leave. And, you know, me, us being selfish fans, we're always like, man, why do you retire? Why do you quit during the middle of the season? But yeah. like you said, there's there's something to it. Like, you know, you just, you're just trying to keep all your faculties. You know, the, the stress of the job is wearing you out and all this, you know, all this uh, CTS stuff is, is coming out. And, you know, they just want to save face and, you know, be able to walk away from their job. Yeah. I, I mean, you, you have to do what's best for you. Uh, down the line, because you know, playing especially playing football, you know, is it not- CTS? My bad, I mean to cut you. What is that? Uh, huh? What is the um, thing that all these people are getting from all the br- brain damage? CTE. CTE. Yeah, yeah you, you said CTS. I'm like, what are you yeah, talking about, CTS. man? CTS. That sounds like I don't know what that sounds like. Sound like a car or something. <laughs> Cadillac. CTS. Try out the fully loaded CTS. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man. Uh, it, you, it depends on your mental health. If if it just like being in a marriage and you get a divorce, you're not gonna say, "Look, let's just keep trying to work this out." You don't want to keep working it out if you tried already three times and mm-hmm. you know the person's not gonna change. You're not mentally healthy anymore, so mm-hmm. you're gonna just get. You're, you're not giving up, but you're 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 not giving up, but you're doing what's best for you. Yeah. Because when people like people get a divorce, I'm, I don't. Be, some people are like, well, they should have tried. You got to try to work it out. People don't want to work it out anymore. But we don't really know the extent of what that situation was. Yeah, I just think we have this generalization that people don't try. I, I think, think more people should get divorces. Yeah, more people should get divorced. First of all, more people should not get married. Personally, yeah, yeah. I don't really see the point in even getting married. Like, I can't marry a woman. I can't even be in a relationship with a woman that I don't feel a deep emotional attraction to not a sexual attraction mm-hmm. uh, an emotional attraction mm-hmm. you know because of course i need to be sexually attracted but i put sexual attraction second when in regards to the long-term shit mm-hmm. because i want a woman that wants that's going to be my friend you know i can't be with the chick just because she got nice ass and pussy is good like you know you can find that other where some, somewhere else mm-hmm. but it just seems like people get in situations where you know they get in too deep. They're married now. They try to make it work, and they end up wasting seven to ten years of their life. Yeah. Now they're back on the market, but now they're you know they ain't what they used to be. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and then now they out of the game. Mm-hmm. Got a little gut now. Got yeah, got sa- titty sagging and whatnot. Yeah, got a little beer gut, titty sagging, mm-hmm. and a kid. Sheesh. Oh man, I know some chicks that are my age that are barely going through their whole phase. They've yeah. been married since like eighteen, and they bre- they, they 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 get a divorce. And mm-hmm. these some of these. It was crazy to me. What I find funny is, especially me being single. It's funny, like when you see a chick that's married and then they break up with their husband, and now they're like inboxing you, like. Mm-hmm. Hey, what's up, Eddie? How you been? And I'm thinking like, I tried to fuck you nine years ago before yeah. you got married. Yeah. And now you want to come back to me? And now you're yeah. like 300 pounds. My my value is going up now. I got a podcast. Yeah, my, my values went up, man. Yeah. And look, that's no disrespect to big girls because I, I like all women. But like, if if I talk to you and you're like at a certain weight and I'm attracted to that, and then I see you later, and then you you know you way off your game. You've then eclipsed that weight. You've eclipsed that, man. <laughs> you blocking the sun. That's <laughs> <laughs> really funny. Yeah, man. No, nah, it's, it's... I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. Chime man. Um, we're talking about quitting jobs, right? Yeah, we're just qu- quitting jobs or just yeah. quitting things in general. Yeah, so... As far as the quitting jobs, like you said, um, there there's kind of like two ways you can go about it. You can just up and leave, or you can give your 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 bosses and your company a forewarning. The yeah. the up and leave part is like a lot of times people are terrible. So a lot of times you'll be working for certain companies where they don't care about you at all. You're just a number to them. You're just a person that's coming in and uh, making sure the company runs while you know the the person that owns the company is, you know, sitting on his butt and, you know, yeah. collecting the collecting all the real big money. Um, so those kind of jobs, you may just want to up and leave because, you know, at the end of the day, like I said, you're just a number. You're just a person filling in a slot. A lot of those jobs have fast turnover rates anyway, so it don't even matter. But if you have a real relationship with um, with a certain company, you know, they've held you down, you move, you've moved up. Yeah. You know, through the ranks at the company, um, but some, some, somehow a better opportunity arises or you want to go start your own business or for whatever reason, then that's the type of company where you want you want to give, uh, you know, your boss and the owners Definitely. and everything, you know, a two week notice to to let them know. And generally, those type of people will be excited for you to move on. You know what True. I mean? Like I I was um, at my current job. I told uh, the I told my boss that I had a interview with the newspaper and for whatever reason in her mind, she, um, she assumed that it was a, like a job interview, but it wasn't a job interview. It was just a regular interview. Cause mm-hmm. the article that w- the, uh, the time we were on the front page or we weren't, we were in the newspaper for the film stuff. Yeah. 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 So when I got back to uh, work the, the next day, she asked me how the interview went and I was like, um, I basically told her what I just said right now. It wasn't a job interview. It was just an interview to be in the newspaper. Um, and she gen- she genuinely was like, okay, like, you know, she wasn't like, and I had to leave work early and everything, and she was like okay with me leaving work. And she there was no sort of like animosity towards the situation at all. And she yeah. probably would have been happy for me if I actually did happen to get the job. You know what I mean? So in those type of cases where you have a real relationship, it's, it's always best to, you know, give that two-week notice. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But see here, it goes back to what I was saying. When people do for you, then do for them. You yeah. know, um, and if you're going to move on to better yourself, they more than likely based on all those uh, all those different uh, variables <clears throat> adding up. I'm sure that they'll be like, you know what? 
uh, Keith's a great guy. You know, he gave us two weeks, you know, and you're thinking, like, they were a good company. I just want to make more money. But, you know, I'm going to give them a two-week notice. So you, you guys both have this, you know, this this equal idea of where you guys are. But if they've been screwing you over, ain't gave you a raise in three fucking years, they don't – they they want mm. you there and work you overtime but don't pay you overtime and treat yeah. you like dirt. Yeah. Then you better off le- leaving them without a fucking two-week yeah. notice. Yeah. Fuck them. Because that, that's the <laughs> only way you can retaliate at the end of the day. That's it. Because I, um, I was at a job where I was bouncing. And the company that I was working for, or the restaurant, the restaurant that I was working for, um, it was kind of an on-call thing. It wasn't really, it wasn't too structured. I had actual days that I was supposed to work, but sometimes what was happening was the person that was like the manager of the security guards was letting us know through text messages uh, if we should come in or not. So I had like regularly scheduled days, like Tuesdays and Saturdays were generally the days where I always would go into work. Um, but what had ended up happening was, like, a couple weeks in a row, I would be literally on my way to work, and then the guy would text me like, hey, don't worry about coming in today. Somebody else is going to fill your spot. Oh, my God. And, you know, once or twice, he's like, man, I wasn't trying to go to work anyway, so I'm going to chill. Like, I'm going to go home. And then um, it, ha- it happened, like, a couple weeks in a row. And, and the, the part of it was you calling me off, and then part of it was the timing of it. Like, I'm already on my way to work. I'm, you know, 15 minutes um, away from clocking in and you're sending me, excuse me, you're sending me a text message saying, Hey, don't come in. So what ended up happening was the next day I was scheduled to come in. Um, they shot me the text like, Hey, see you at, you know, six o'clock or whatever. Yeah. Just didn't respond. Went home, everything. <laughs> I was just chilling. Um, <laughs> I went to go hang out with some of my friends uh, they had shot, shot a few more texts. I think they tried to call, you know, no response at all. Eventually, they called me from a, a number that I didn't know, and I, <laughs> an, and I answered it. And the lady was like, um, so what's up? Like, you're not coming into work? And I was like, nah. And then she was like, uh, you think that's okay? I was like, well, you know, y'all kept calling me off of work, um, you know, so I felt, I basically was like, I felt disrespected. She was like, you think that's okay? I was like, I don't know. It's, you know, it's kind of whatever now. And she was like, all right, that's cool. And then she just kind of hung up the phone. Yeah, it's funny. It's just, it's crazy how when you treat people the way they treat you, they can't take it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, you, you, you fucking fucks. <laughs> you, you kept letting me come to work. You didn't see any problem. And, and I, I, I told you how I felt when you kept fucking me over. Mm-hmm. But you didn't really care. Like, uh, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, okay. But then when I decide not to come in and y'all actually need me, now I'm the problem. Yeah. Though anybody who runs a business like that, I don't trip on them because they will never be successful. Mm-hmm. And making money doesn't mean you're successful. Yeah. Longevity will make you successful because your business will go in the, it, it will go into the fucking ground mm-hmm. if you think you can treat people like that. And there's some businesses right now that have been running for a while and their business practices are kind of like funky. But yeah. it's going to catch up, and their whole business is going to go down the toilet. Yeah. When you don't value, you got to realize that any major business, you have to value people. If you don't value people, then you're not going to fucking last. Mm-hmm. Period. It's going to be the demise of your company is going to be. That's going to be the demise of your company. That's it's real. not valuing people. Yeah. That's it. That you know. That's always just morals, man. At yeah. the end of the day, you know that that always wins. This this topic kind of came about when I was. Thinking about the Magic Johnson situation, because yeah. Magic Johnson just stepped down as the president of basketball operations of the Lakers, and 
before he stepped down or he stepped down before he actually told uh, the owner of the, the Lakers. So I was just thinking about, you know, different ways. Um, what, you know, was his was the way that Magic Johnson went about doing that? Was that OK? And just kind of comparing it to different. You know, obviously, I, I don't work for the Lakers and, you know, that's like more of a prestigious job than I've ever had. But I I do think that, you know, a lot of these situations are comparable to, you know, how he handled his own situation. Yeah. So. Yeah, but we like one thing we have to also take into consideration is how mentally healthy was he? He mentioned that he felt people were talking behind his back. He felt betrayed. He felt like he was being backstabbed. So why would you feel the need to give a two-week notice to somebody to treat you that way? Am I saying that is right? No, I'm not. But I'm not saying it's wrong either. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm kind of – I'm on the fence here because also, uh, you know, you say he could have told Jeannie Buss, but at the end of the day, the result would have been the same. He would have been gone. Yeah. Period. He knows – he probably knew that if he would have tried to quit – then she would have convinced him not to do it. He didn't want to be convinced at all. He just wanted to be done. That that the thinking about that, like I didn't I honestly didn't watch the uh, the little interview yet. Mm-hmm. But um, that kind of reminded me of my own situation, the okay. job that I had quit. Because ah. it was like rumbles about like going around, like oh he's not doing this, he's not doing that. He you know he he's not really you know doing what he's supposed to do in certain situations. Um, but then when you walk away, then you look like the bad guy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, and being a bouncer is not it's not it's it's not a great gig at all. I used to bounce for a while. And all you're doing is babysitting drunk guys and whores. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't yeah, mean yeah. To, I don't mean to be derogative, but you know, you got a bunch of whores and drunk guys on the dance yeah. floor and you know, it's a bunch of shit going on. You got girls fighting, you breaking up fights. Then they drunk and they try to spit on you and pour mm-hmm. their drinks on you and they won't leave. And you got dudes trying to fight each other and you break it up. Now they want to fight you. Sure. Yeah. This is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And you mean to tell me that I'm supposed to be, first of all, be thankful for working that job? Nah. Like, no, I'm not. For mm-hmm. one, I'm just doing it. And I think with you, you did it and you and you encountered some crazy shit that little bit of time you were there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they it's know. Just, <laughs> it's a lot, dude. I don't, I wouldn't recommend bouncer for nobody. No. Yeah. Unless you're a person that have have that has zero skills and you just like fighting, then that may <laughs> be the perfect job for you. But other than that, if you're a person that is just a regular person, is not crazy, right? Uh, yeah, get another job. Yeah, don't do it. I've seen some crazy shit when I bounce. I've seen a girl that because I was bouncing for a while. Um, I was in between jobs, and this is like 2009, mm-hmm. and um. I seen this girl, she left the club with a different guy like like every other night. She was drunk, leaving with some guy, and I'd be just like, yo, she left with another dude? Mm-hmm. Like it's just the just like the club scene. This is why I can't deal with any women who regularly go to clubs. Mm-hmm. Cause chances are she might be a whore. I'm just being real. And yeah. I and my thing is they say, Don't slut shame because men do it. I think if a man does it, it's nasty. Mm-hmm. If you go into a club hooking up with a bunch of chicks. Ladies and gentlemen, take this advice, right? If you know, ladies, if you know a dude that's always at the club, stay away from him. Mm-hmm. Stay away. Ladies, if you know a, if you know a guy or fellas, if you know a girl that's always at the club, stay away from her. There is nothing good at those places. That's why I still do not go to clubs to this day. Mm-hmm. I was a regular club goer at one time back in, back in the day, and I also bounced at clubs. There is nothing there. Nothing there. But drunk people... 
and diseases. Like you do not want to be yeah. around those places, man. And nasty bathrooms. Nasty bathrooms, man. Yeah. You got blood and piss and fucking yeah. throw up. You know what I mean? And drunk people break dancing on piss mm-hmm. and throw up in the bathroom. You like, oh, yeah. I see somebody doing. I was like, hey, get off the ground, man. Where you going? <laughs> 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 yeah, bro, niggas. Oh yeah, and girls be getting hit in the bath. Oh my god. Yeah, girls be, be getting fucked in, in the bathroom. bathroom. It'd yeah. be a line of guys waiting to pee and a girl getting fucked in the other stall. Yeah, it's really happened, man. Yeah. yeah. One time, uh, a buddy of mine that was a bouncer told me he walked in the room in the bathroom and uh, he opened the stall and a girl was sucking dick. Right there, and there was guys waiting to piss, and she's sucking dick on her knees on a nasty floor. <laughs> Pee all over the floor, and she's sucking a guy off. This is why you should not go to clubs. <laughs> Stop going, man. Find a better place to put, like, find a better place to invest your time. Just yeah. don't do this, please. Yeah. I've seen all kind of crazy stuff, this man. This is nasty, man. Bunch of, bunch of white boys in there fighting. I've seen a fight. It was a fight that happened once. Mm-hmm. And you you always see like the aftermath of the fight where they'd be yeah. like torn up clothes on the ground or maybe like glasses or a cell phone or something. I felt like I seen like somebody's like brain matter like on the ground. <laughs> 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 I don't know what it was, but it was like like some sort of like uh, like pussy stuff. I don't know uh, what it was, bro. It just looked like somebody got punched in the face, and then part of their brain just kind of oozed out. <laughs> <laughs> it was just lying on the ground. <laughs> you know what's hilarious? I've noticed a, a, a difference, like culturally, between like Mexicans fighting black people and white people fighting at a club. Like if you got a bunch of white boys fighting, they're like fucking bro, fuck, bro, come on, motherfucker, fuck you, bro, come on, bro, come Bring at me, on, then, bro. Dude. Let me go, dude. Nobody's, nobody's holding you back. Fucking let me go, man. Let me go. Yeah. Or Mexicans, they'd be like, come on, fool. Hey, fool. Hey, fool. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fuck you up, fool. I'll fuck you up, fool. <laughs> Black people, all you hear is nigga. Eight million times. Nigga, 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 nigga. I'm like, bruh, like, this is just terrible, man. Yeah. You got to break this shit up. Yeah. I do. I think when I worked there, I would, um, you would kind of have to, like, gauge certain people. Yeah. Because sometimes, you know, white boys, white boys don't really be in gangs like that. No. So, you know, when they fight in there, it's just like a, it's just like a cockfight. Like, you know, who's, who has the longest long? But, <laughs> <laughs> but with Mexican and black, you, Mexicans and black, you got to gauge it differently. Because, you know, some of them be gang affiliated yeah, and whatnot. Yeah. And niggas be having like guns in their trunk and whatnot. So yeah. you kind of got to approach those situations differently than Definitely. the regular white boy fights. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it was funny is, is like what like if you're breaking up fights with like drunk white guys, it's usually like over a huge misunderstanding. Yeah. And you'd be breaking it up like fucking this dude, I was minding my business. This motherfucker fought me because he said that I didn't give him a large fry from Wendy's, but I said it was my large fry, and then now we started fighting and I said, dude, fuck that shit, bro. You'd be like, What the fuck is going yeah, on, man? Yeah. But then black, <laughs> black dudes get in a fight, they ain't explaining shit. Yeah. Like, white people at least will explain why mm-hmm. they're getting in a fight, mm-hmm. even if it makes no fucking sense. Black dudes be like, I'm going to beat your ass. I'm going <laughs> to beat your ass, motherfucker. <laughs> I'll be back. Watch. Yeah. If, you, if Hey, this is a PSA to anyone that doesn't know this. If you ever see a heated argument at any, like any establishment between two people, and one of them said, okay, I'll be back. If you ever hear somebody say that, 
You better get your shit and fucking leave. Nigga, go home. Immediately. Go home you immediately. Don't, don't even clock out. Don't worry about that. Just go home. Especially, especially if you hear a black dude say that shit. Okay, I'll be back. Yeah. If you ever hear that shit, you better fucking go home. Because yeah. that place is getting shot up. Yeah. He about to go to his trunk of his car and get a gun. Yeah. So that that's part of the reason why I quit the job that I was working at, too. Mm-hmm. Because once there was a there was this huge... Um, Huge altercation with a guy that was actually a bouncer, but he was just there on his off day. Yeah. Like, what type... If you if you go to your job on your off day, like, you need help. So, right. he, he was showing up on his off day, you know, just there to have fun and, you know, mingle a little bit. Um, and But he was also acting like he was working. What? So, we're trying to move people out of the club, but he's also, like, yo, like, trying to... Uh, trying to like help us move people out of the club, but he's in street clothes, so it's coming off like, oh, he's a dude. Like I'm not gonna listen to you, like nigga, you got shorts on and a t-shirt. <laughs> um, so like, so you know, and people are already drunk and they're already like, you know, t- tension is a little bit high already. But um, and then on top of that, you're hearing this guy that's you know dressed in regular clothes trying to you know trying to. I don't know what you side side bust or whatever you would call it, whatever the term would be. So all this is going on. Eventually we get them all out. And then, uh, that, that, that argument kept going on and on and on. So what happened was that they were getting ready to fight or something crazy happened. Mm-hmm. And then one dude ended up leaving and I guess a punch had got thrown and I'm like, yo, I'm trying to grab, I'm trying to grab the people and trying to break up the fight. And then all of a sudden you hear like two gunshots and then I just take off and like run in a total opposite direction. <laughs> I wasn't worried about nobody else's safety. Like none. Of, I didn't care about none of them people there enough to be like, you know, if my family is there, if like Eddie is there, I might like check on them or something. But if it's like just a bunch of people that I work for and work with, like, I just don't care. <laughs> I'm not Blaine Hodges. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saving nobody's life in that manner. Yeah. But, um, but, but I say that to say that the next day that I came to work, the owner of the company uh, walks in and he's like, "Hey, I heard you guys had a little bit of an altercation yesterday." <laughs> and I'm like, in my head, I'm like, "Bro, this is not funny." No, it's not like, funny. They were shooting yesterday. This is not a joke. This is not anything to joke about. I can joke about it on a podcast, but at the time, like, you know, we were, you know, did nobody know what was happening or what, you know, what was going on? Yeah. So, but it it proves the man how the management thinks because yeah first of all they think like you know a club is supposed to have people shooting and then no that's not yeah. first of all you you're not you you don't care who spends money at your establishment as long as they as they spend money they could be you know motherfuckers in a gang or people that's always getting in fights first of all if i had a club i had to have very strict guidelines it'd be like this you get into any physical altercation i wouldn't kick you out right there I would have a room separate from the dance floor or whatever's going on, and I would get your license, take a picture of it, put your name on the list. That's strike one. You get two strikes. Yeah. That second strike, you banned for good. And if I see you in my parking lot, the police will escort you out and arrest you. Okay? Because I'm not going to have somebody fucking up my business. First of all, the sad thing about a club is if you, if you, most, a club is basically set up for this. I'm just being honest. A club is a safe haven for people to fuck each other. That's what a club is. Yeah. 
People say, oh, I go to the club because I want to dance. I just want to hang out. Like, no. Most Eventually, of these DJs is trash anyway. Yeah, most of the DJs is trash. The music's not very good. <laughs> and the atmosphere is terrible. The music is loud. You cannot connect with anyone. It is yeah. the worst place to socially connect with anyone. All a club is is a fuck fest. You're going to a club to fuck somebody, period. I don't care if you're a woman saying, I just want to dance. <laughs> you keep going to the club enough, you're gonna fuck one of those guys in the club. Yeah, you're gonna dance on a dude. You're gonna dance, you're gonna be twerking and be like, oh my god, it's in my pussy. <laughs> 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 so cut the shit, okay? Yeah. Clubs are horrible. So these owners that that run these places, they don't give a fuck who comes in and out of there. So mm-hmm. they figure when shooting goes on, it, it they, they assume that it's not traumatic for the workers. And it is. Yeah. They, a, a worker shouldn't have to be exposed to people shooting and. Bro, the girls was freaking out. The I girls, bet. the girl was so distraught. She was trying to open. She was trying to open a locked door for like thirty, like thirty, forty-five seconds. Oh my like god! Like she just kept twisting. Like the only way you can open this thing is if, if you have a key. It, it wasn't like it wasn't even like a regular door where it has an actual lock on it. It was one of the wow. things where like you can literally op- only open it with a key. Wow. And she and just it was, kept twisting it, was... it like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And I'm just sitting there like, bruh, don't you know this mug is not, like, yeah, not going to open? She's trying everything. She was jerking the doorknob off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, God is not going to open this door for you. You don't you care said, about I said, God is not going to open this door for you. She, she's giving the doorknob a hand job. <laughs> I'm trying everything, but it won't open. <laughs> man it is yeah it, it's unfortunate but this, this is this is how it is man yeah some jobs that are that mentally unstable to get back to the main topic is yeah you should quit you should yeah. leave the same day fuck them yeah that job is not worth your sanity and yeah. if you ever get caught in any situation where you're being taken advantage of not appreciated you're mentally just just tired of it mm-hmm. you better off quitting that job i told a buddy of mine the other day to quit his job mm-hmm. and that sounds like horrible advice but I listened to him. We talked for about 45 minutes. And I told him, I said, man, I said, so this is what's happening. This is what's happening. I, I listened. Before I told him to quit his job, I listened. Yeah. He also said that he, you know, he saved a significant amount of money and, you know, he's good on money. I said, look, this is what you need to do. You're not stressing over money, right? He's like, no, nah, I'm not. I was like, and he's like, in because uh, he, he works out a lot. He goes to the gym, but he hasn't been able to go to the gym. He's just super tired. He's getting three hours of sleep. He hasn't, he can't see his kids. I said, dude, quit your fucking job, man. Yeah. Quit your job. Make sure, you know, pay all your bills, obviously. Uh, you know, bank whatever money you can um, and quit your job. And don't get another job till you find a job that complements your mental health. That's for, real. For some reason, Americans think it's okay to sacrifice your mental health for a job. And I'm here to tell you, there is no fucking job in the history of the world that's worth sacrificing your mental health. Because at the end of the day, nobody, we don't know when we're going to die. So you're going to die being unhappy at a place that you fucking hate. Yeah. And you're not doing anything to bring joy to, joy to your life. You're just working at this place that treats you like shit. Mm-hmm. You know, like, no, fuck that. Yeah. That's what um, we had that discussion when back when Tree was on about mm-hmm. you know teachers and how yeah. and how a lot of uh, teachers had not a lot of them but a few of the teachers that he had to work with you know some of them quit and even DJ was telling me a story about some of the uh, teachers at his job that like there's a there's a class that's so bad at the school that you know they've been through. I think like two or three teachers already this year. Really? Yeah. Oh my god. And um, yeah, like no, you you shouldn't. <clears throat> your your mental health is far 
too important for you to be sitting through those kind of classes. You know, you know, you know the way you deal with these kids nowadays. Uh, well, nah, I wouldn't say it'll work, but I would just tell all the kids at the beginning of the class. I'd be like, everybody, you got, you got to put your phone up here on my desk. Everybody, put your phone up here, okay? Mm-hmm. And everybody put their phone up there so they couldn't record me. I'd be like, look, I heard you guys have been running teachers out of here, okay? Now, uh, if you want to keep this shit up, I will slap each and every one of you guys in the fucking mouth. <laughs> I'm like, you can't talk to us like that. <laughs> you ain't got your phone to record it, do you? you piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. The, the class was like a third grade class, too. I don't care about third graders. Yeah. They could get slapped too. Not black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, that, they deserve it. Like, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you can't even reason with these kids. Like, uh, they're so bad, and they got yeah. phones too. Yeah, that, they're so much worse than us. Because you know, if we're bad, we could get sent to detention or whatever. But these fucking kids got phones now. Yeah, they're all on Instagram. Fuck you, mom. You know, mom's still paying the bills. Yeah, like, uh, uh-uh. uh, fuck that. Yeah. Yep, these these kids is crazy. These and then that the, the discipline in the schools is totally different now. Like there's they want to like they want to communicate with kids, you know, when they're when they're talking bad. So you can be in there cussing and whatnot and they want you to use like a positive twist on discipline. So hmm. it's like, "Hey, I I know you like to cuss and I know it's fun and it's in the <laughs> rap music, but we don't use that kind of language here." Like, "No. What are you ta-? like that's kids don't listen to that." No, they don't. Not at all. You got to no. yell at these kids. You, you got to realize that a lot of kids come from abusive backgrounds. They, they're used to seeing their dad slap their mom down in the living room. Yeah. So by the time they get to school, they ain't listening to nobody. You yeah. Know, they got all kind of mental and physical abuse going on in their own homes. And then here you come with your own nice ass. And I'm not saying you need to be mean to them, but you need to be firm with people. That's the only way they'll take you serious. Bro, I'm telling you. You can literally say the same thing. Like, I, I be doing an experiment because I'm not like... I'm not a person, a rah-rah person. So yeah. when I'm at work and I'll be talking to the kids, I'll try to reason with them because that's what they tell us to do. Um, you know, try to, you know, try to be nice and, you know, trying to speak to the kids in a, in a, in a, I guess a nice way and not be so mean about it. Yeah. Um, but then they'll, like, I'll be like, hey, don't walk out of the classroom. You know, you know, you're not supposed to do that. And then they'll just, you know, continue walking. And then I have to raise my voice like, you know, Jeffrey! And then... <laughs> I'd be like, uh, and then I'll finally walk back, walk back into the classroom. And then it's just like, like, I'd be like, I know which one works. You can, you can write all these, you know, seminars and have all these slideshows and whatever and tell us how to speak to kids. But I'm really in the trenches. Y'all, <laughs> y'all giving these seminars, you know, at the freaking, you know, whatever offices. Y'all not really in the trenches like I am. Right. Yeah. There's always a way of, of, there's always a training video and then there's real life yeah that's yeah. real and and i think the things that we the things we learn on our own oftentimes we have we find a way to make them work yeah it's a whole it's a whole bunch of shit we didn't learn like well it, there'll be videos on it but you can't really use those videos mm-hmm. they're outdated don't give me a video from 1976 and tell me yeah that's how these kids are these motherfuckers got cell phones all kinds of technology <laughs> and shit and you want to tell me that i need to fucking Tell Molly to sit in the corner and put a fucking dunce hat on her head. Like, shit is not going to fucking work. <laughs> He's getting time out. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah, it's totally different, man. Cell phones. And, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Yeah. So, in the grand scheme of things, if your job is not treating you the way it should treat you, right, quit your job today. 
Please quit your job today. Yeah. Make sure you can make if, if you're blessed enough to have a good amount of savings up and you wouldn't stress over money if you lost your job and it would give you time to look for another job. Quit your motherfucking job. Yeah. Do not let a place of employment determine your mental stability. Yeah. Those two things should never collide and you should never have to sacrifice. Yeah. What like you should never have to sacrifice your your mental stability for a fucking paycheck. Yeah. If I, I ain't gonna front. If school wasn't like dang near over where at the end of May, I probably would have quit too. But yeah, man. It's like, it just takes away time from the shit you really want to do. Like the podcast. Yeah, man. Yeah. All right, man. Moving on. Uh, this is going to sound really horrible, what I'm about to say. I, this can apply to women too. <clears throat> but I'll say this. Don't fuck mentally unstable women. <laughs> Don't fuck them. Don't. And the reason why I say that is because you have to see the signs, man. Like, And it's not just fucking. It's, it's like a relationship or anything. You have to see... Like things happen on a scenario base, like 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 a scenario basis, I guess you could say. Um, certain things will happen, and a woman will say certain things, and that'll let you know. Like I don't know, like if I fucked her, I think that things would things would change. Mm-hmm. She might become territorial or whatever the case. Mm-hmm. If you could see these things, do not have sex with these women. Yeah, do not try to be in a relationship. Just keep it friendly and keep it moving. Yeah. I've had situations where I made a mistake and I seen like a girl, I seen some behaviors in a woman and I fucked her anyways. And then we fooled around and then I kind of wasn't as consistent. Uh, and this is, I had to say this is year. I was probably only like 27, 26. Yeah. And the girl was like, I want to hang out. Let's hang out. Like she wanted to hang out a lot. And I'm thinking like, it's, we're just, it's just a sexual thing. It's not like it's, I don't, I, whenever I'm having like sex with a girl, I don't want to have it so much to where, you know, I'm just like this convenient, like fuck buddy. <laughs> like, I think if you're having sex with somebody, you shouldn't just like it. Cause after a while it feels like I'm using women and I don't want to do that. Yeah. Like, I think the sex is cool, but not to the point to where I'm like, Hey, 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 fuck me right now. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey come over here. Let's hang out. Hey, hey. Yeah. I just don't feel right. I feel like I just like to give women space and then. You know, we mutually will hook up and have sex. But I think that if you fuck a woman that's mentally unstable, there's nothing you could do to un- unwrite that. Like, it's already happened. Yeah. I had a girl one time crying. Like, you, you're just like all the rest of these guys. You ain't shit. You ain't this. You ain't that. And I'm like, why are you talking to me like this? I don't understand why, you're tr- why, why you've turned this on me. Mm-hmm. Like, I never told you that I loved you. I never told you that I cared about you. I treated you with respect, but I it never went beyond like sex. Like I don't understand why you feel this way. Yeah. And she was like, you know, you just don't get it. And I'm like, well, I'm listening. And I literally try to get. I, literally, I I talked to this girl an hour on purpose, just to see why she was so pissed off. And at the end of that conversation, she didn't even know why. <laughs> and at the end of the conversation, she apologized to me. Swear to God, true story. Oh my God, true story, Comedy. man. True story. That's common. And I'm thinking, like, you know what? Like, from that day, like, I really learned, like, I can't just, I have to control my dick. I have to control my dick. I have to control my sexual urges, and I cannot succumb to, man, she's got a nice body. God, I've been wanting to fuck her for a long time. There's been so many women that I literally knew that I could fuck, and I didn't because I just knew that there could be, like, repercussions. Like, something can happen after that. 
And yeah. I know what kind of guy I am. I respect women. I'm actually not a bad guy, mm-hmm. but, but I'm human. So, of course, I'm fucking people, okay? <laughs> now, <at the laughs> I just think that you need to have a higher, a higher, um, there's a certain type of moral, like, high ground you should have. Mm-hmm. Like, you shouldn't just be fucking a chick because she's yeah. hot. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You should also take her feelings into consideration. You should also take how this girl would react if things went sour. Yeah, that should be, yeah, number, I'm going to say number one, but that should be up there in the top top three or four reasons why you would or wouldn't deal with a person. Like Definitely. The, the girl's feelings afterward. And sometimes that don't even matter. Sometimes they could just be, you know, you could be trying to look out for them and then they could still be crazy. But um, I think a, I think a lot of the way that I maneuver is based on my brother's crazy baby moms. <laughs> Every single one of my brothers got like a crazy baby mama. So like, if I see a girl acting any in any shape or form similar to like True. any of my brother's baby moms, then I will not deal with that person at all. No. Um, so yeah, it's it's just like you like you said before, like there's there's red flags that show up. Like you could be, for instance. You, you could be, you know, communicating with a girl. You know, you guys are, you know, chopping it up about whatever. Um, we do the podcast. You know, we have, you know, we do the pod. We talk for like two hours. You know, there's another, you know, half hour before, half hour afterwards where we, you know, kind of setting stuff up or, you know, discussing the podcast. So you got three hours of not responding to a text message, mm-hmm. you look at your phone, you got two, three more text messages like, oh, okay, I see you, you, you must have went to sleep or, oh, you know, just whatever the whatever the, the double text is. But double texting, I feel like, is a sign of a little bit of craziness in itself. It can be. Because it's, it's like, it's one of them things where, um, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll text you and then the next text is basically saying, like, why aren't you responding to me? Yeah, that's that's a little bit <laughs> Yeah, it's like, this is one of the things. But, you know, so th- that's the thing. Like, those type of things um, are red flags, in my opinion. So I try to, you know, make sure I'm not dealing with those kind of people. But but um, it's, it's just so many of those, so many of those. And like you said before, I think. We're only speaking. I just want to say this for like the female audience. Like we're only speaking from a male perspective exactly. because we only deal with you know for with women. Yeah. Um, but like you said, there's there's you you have to you can't think with your head. You know, yeah. the head below your waist at least. Yeah. You have to think with the head on your shoulders because you could really like like that's causing unnecessary stress in your life. Yeah, you could destroy your peace that way. Yeah. 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 If you if you're waking up, just the just the idea of arguing arguing with someone, like you had that hour long conversation or yep. however long that conversation was, and you eventually got to a place where you know I guess she apologized to you, but yeah. that conversation in general is just toxic. Like you don't yeah. need to be having like these discussions about yeah like people. It's just like you could spend your time um, doing something better, like doing. Doing something more positive, working right. out or yeah, you know, reading a book, listening true. to a podcast. But I'm glad I'm glad I had the conversation. Yeah. It was a teachable moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that obviously in, in hindsight, like it's good for you. But in the moment, like that's just negative energy, you know, passing back and forth to 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 each other. True. Mm-hmm. This is one thing men need to understand though. Never destroy your peace of mind for a piece of ass. Mm-hmm. 
never never do that. Yeah. You know, because some men are willing. They'll see a girl that's, that's getting a whole bunch of drama. She's telling all her business on social media. She's, uh, uh, you know, exposing people and talking bad yeah. about people. And then you come along and you deal with the same girl that's been displaying these bad behaviors. But you figure like, man, it's her. she got a real nice ass. I want to fuck this girl. And then you fuck her. And then you notice that now all those bad behaviors you've seen are starting to play themselves out. Yeah. You need to learn how, fellas, you need to learn how to control yourself. Mm-hmm. You need to learn how to, con- period. Yeah. That's why so many women think men ain't shit because they know a lot of us cannot control our dicks. Period. Yeah. yeah. And if you can display that you can control your dick, then a lot of times women will be freaked out by like, what's wrong with this guy? He must be gay. Like, no, I'm not gay. I just know you're full of drama and I don't even want, you don't even deserve to be on my cock. Okay. Leave yeah. me alone. Yeah. Leave me alone. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I don't want you around. Cause what's going to end up happening is somehow, you know, I might end up going to jail or something. You, you mm-hmm. never know how far left things can go when you affiliate yourself with someone who has bad energy. Mm-hmm. It could go from being a simple hookup to all of a sudden now you got the police knocking on your door. Some, yeah, man, some women yeah. are full of drama. Yeah, one one thing I will say too for for the guys and I guess for for both genders, but just for the guys for the sake of the argument, if a person likes you more than you like them, bing, um, just don't deal with them. There's no reason that you know try to keep continue this this the, the relationship because. I don't feel like that person is going to want a a friendship with you. They're going to like you too much. They're going to, you know, there's always, and then there's, there's always going to be some sort of animosity because you're not acting the way they, uh, you're not acting the way they want you to act. There you go. And then, um, and then on your end that like the, the relationship is not going to go anywhere. There may be some sort of sexual attraction, but if there's not any like emotional attraction attached right. to that, then, um, you're just gonna, you know, end up screwing a girl over, right? And, and it could be anything. Like it could start off cool, and then you have sex with her, and then you're not giving her the dick as much as she wants it. Like I want to hang out, I want to fuck, and you're yeah. just like, I'm sorry, like I'm tired, I just yeah. got off of work. Yeah, and like oh wow, and then they're gonna think of it as excuses. Yeah, like, like a lot of what I see a lot is that a lot of people project. So exactly. you can be like, you work a lot of hours. Exactly. Um, but you can be getting off of work. You say I'm tired, and then they'll think that you're, you know, you're making up excuses. Oh, you must be sleeping with another girl. There oh, you go. You know, you're not making time for many anymore. When when we were hanging out before, you had time, but there now you, you don't go. have time. All kind of like all these scenarios just just playing in their head and playing in their head. And in reality, that's just their own insecurities exactly. talking to them, having a full blown conversation. Like, this nigga is not good for you. Why'd you give him the draws? <laughs> Why you let that nigga hit it from the back? <laughs> oh, dang. I wonder, like, women be having full on fucking movies going on in their mind. They'll be thinking to themselves, I ain't never letting another man hit me doggy style again, ever. <laughs> In fucking two weeks, man, get hit from the back again. Yeah, bro. It's, yeah, I think that it's not just women that do it, but I think that, you know, if a situation is not going the way we want it to, we start playing out these scenarios, these extreme scenarios in our mind mm-hmm. that are actually not taking place in reality. Mm-hmm. And we do it just to play out the worst case scenario. Yeah. There have been situations, right? 
where I've been in situations where I've liked women more than they liked me. And, and when and when you're in the middle of it, you don't realize it. You think, oh, she likes me. That's enough. No. Yeah. You need to make sure that everything that you're doing is reciprocated. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're overextending yourself, then that means that, hey, I feel that you have more value than me. So I'm doing all these extra things for you to notice me. Yeah. And that's just something I'm not willing to do because yeah. I know that if I was to do that with any woman now, chances are she has all these men around her already that mm-hmm. want to fuck her. And she has enough guys that she wants to fuck her, that she wants to fuck herself. So why am I overextending myself for a woman who has eyes on her and she has eyes on other people? Yeah. I'm just another guy that's been added to the fold. Yeah. Period. Yeah. So that's why I just I just keep it cool and just play my position because I'm telling you right now. I've already said this before. Ladies, if you're meeting a guy and you really like the dude and fucking, uh, you know, it seems like you're kind of overextending yourself. Like, I'm getting tired of having to tell this dude this. Or I don't think that's because he's probably fucking someone else or he doesn't pro- he doesn't prioritize you. He get don't it, like you. Get it through your head. He doesn't mm-hmm. like you. He, you just, you're just convenient pussy for when he's not yeah. fucking his main chick. It's super. I feel like people make it more difficult than it is. It's not it's that easy. Difficult. It's bro. not that difficult. But then the first few conversations with the person, you can realize if if there's going to be something there. Exactly. You already know it. Yeah. There are girl. There are girls that that. It's crazy. Like it's just. I already know the answer to a lot of these things. Yeah. But I don't act out on them I, I, I mean I'm not gonna sit there and act like I've always been perfect I've been yeah. a guy that's been playing these extreme scenarios in my mind like man she probably fucking doing this man that's bullshit man I really liked her and now she's doing me like this mm-hmm. I can't believe this and going through enough of that being a young man it, it totally changed me in my 30s because in my 20s I would react like man this ain't right I liked her and she's gonna treat me like this first yeah. of all first of all man we gotta understand that women don't owe us anything they don't owe us anything they could like you one day and totally not like you at all the next day. And yeah. if, if that's how they're going to act, then let them do it. Yeah. Let them fucking do it. They don't owe you anything. They could suck you dry on Thursday night, and then Friday night, they don't call you back. Let them do it. Mm-hmm. Okay? You're not going to marry her anyways. Yeah. That's just because if, you, if that was the case, you wouldn't be, you know, feeling the way you're feeling. A woman that really cares about you would not let you feel like that. Yeah. So. One, one thing I think, too, is that a lot of people... Both genders. Yeah. Or all genders. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it's a lot going on in 2019. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm just fine. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um. It's ma'am. <laughs> it's not sir. It's ma'am. <laughs> I want to speak to your supervisor. <laughs> get your deep voice out of here. But <laughs> Sonic boom. <laughs> Sound like she could uh, do voiceovers for uh, movie trailers. <laughs> All of a sudden, it's ma'am. Yoga fire. Oh, you man. win. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, Sorry, man. man. Go ahead. That was funny. But no, I was just saying, like, I think... Um, I think there are some people not mature enough to know that you you don't find love in sex. True, very true. Yeah. So there there's people that there's a lot of people that will um 
expect some sort of like long term relationship. There you go. And they will have sex with them like within the first you know week or two of actually like starting to communicate with that person. Um, to, and to me, that's backwards. I don't really understand it. I feel like you know the the sex thing should be an, uh, not an afterthought, but it should be you know after you're actually like you know really like building a relationship. Yeah, shouldn't be a priority. Shouldn't <clears throat> yeah. be the priority. Yeah, because th- that that's how you eliminate all the fakeness. True. Because if a guy um, doesn't really like you and you like that person. And you're holding off on the sex, he will kind of weed himself out. Like, oh, she ain't ain't letting me smack. But, like, I guess there is people that will lie for like three months and then finally let you hit. But that's like high school stuff. That's terrible. Niggas in in their late 20s and early 30s is not like waiting three months. Like, ain't no girl that much of a prized possession that we're going to continue to lie. and go like three months and then finally hit it and be like, dang, who got that out the way? I can move on now. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. <clears throat> that's more of a high school thing where niggas be like, you know, acting like they love you and holding your hand and, you know, finally waiting for prom night and then finally get it in and then be like, cool, I'm out of here. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, that, but that, I think that, you know, there's probably a lot of people that don't know that. So that's what I'm just saying. Like, you know, try, if you're out there trying to build some sort of relationship, um, Try to build the relationship first, and then you know eventually you you have like the you know the sexual relationship, and then that's only going to heighten you know that relationship that you've already built. But if you do it backwards, then you're going to miss a lot of the red flags because you already like you know you already exchanged those energies. Yeah, true. And you, you know, and the number one thing too is you got to be transparent, be honest, and don't yeah. don't be fearful of losing an opportunity because you were honest. Yeah. Uh, there, I was. I took this chick on a date. This wasn't even that long ago. This was probably like, I don't know, about three months ago or so, or four months. I can't remember. But um, we're hanging out, and she <clears> talked <throat> about like sex or whatever. She's like, I personally, I'm a I'm a girl that like I like to wait. I, I have to be in a relationship for me to have sex. Like, and then she basically had somehow that came up. And then she like kind of flipped it on me, like, "How do you feel about that?" And I said, "Honestly, honestly, I, I respect I respect your stance on that. I think that you stand firm on those beliefs, and I think that's great." I was like, "Personally, me, I like sex. Like, I like sex, and I don't like to sit there and wait on it. I think that it, it's, I think that sex is healthy, and I think if two responsible adults who are in tune with their feelings, like, want to have sex." and they know where they're going and they've had these discussions, then I don't think it's a big deal at all. And instead of her being mad and she was just like, uh-huh. And like this girl instantly had sex in her eyes. Like I could just look at Yeah. It's like this sexual gaze in her <laughs> eyes. And I was just like, I think, I think just the way you articulated it kind of, you know, helped, or I don't know, made her wet. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but splash, I splash! I was taking. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think even if you agreed with her, she probably would have felt the same way. Like, oh my gosh, this guy really I, wants I, to wait. I, I disagree. You don't think so? Oh no, I think that if you just agree with everything a woman says, a woman that's actually smart can pick that bullshit off and be like he's disagreeing with everything I'm saying because he wants to fuck me. Yeah. But I totally did everything to cock block myself, and I said, look, I agree. No, I, I, I basically I respect your stance, but I don't completely agree with it because I think uh, having a, a healthy sex life is great, mm-hmm. you know, especially as long as both uh, consenting adults know where their um, feelings are and how, you know, and what not. Basically, I don't know what I remember what I said verbatim, but mm-hmm. 
that's what I told her. And then after that, she just kind of like just she didn't have a whole lot to say. She just was like had this look like she wanted to fuck me like yeah. immediately. I, I said that to say that <laughs> I, I've been in situations where I'd be like, hey, I, I don't really want to have sex with you. Like I would rather rather hold off on that. And yeah, that would almost make them, you know, want to have, you know, sex more. Yeah. Yeah, because so. yeah, cause I think I think what it is 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 women have this. I think a lot of them have a, a their guard up. They have a shield up because so many guys have fucked them over, mm-hmm. and there's been a, a bunch of guys lying to them and and doing misleading things just to get things from them. And I think women are protecting themselves now, and they're not like just uh, just succumbing to all the bullshit. Yeah, and they say and do certain things to try to counteract the things that men do to them. Yeah. And I think that they've done it so much that it's like routine. So even if you're a cool guy, they try it on you and then they realize like, fuck, maybe I should not said that because she had this look that she told me. But it looked like afterwards she had this look like, oh, fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I maybe I should not said that. Yeah. Like I wonder what she was expecting you to say. She was expecting me to just totally agree with her. Like, oh, I totally agree. Yeah, and, and then here's the thing: she would have been like, "Oh, I totally, I totally agree with that. That's great." And then she would have never talked to me again. And then she probably would have fucked a guy that <laughs> she would have fucked a guy that was down to fuck within a week. Yeah, because it depends. Women like what they like. They could tell a guy that they want to wait four months, and another guy takes them on a date, and they want to fuck that yeah. guy within three days. Yeah, that's what men and women do. They don't tell you about it, but that's what they really do. Yeah, you know, one guy, the nice guy. The really nice guy that has a good job and he's a really cool person. He goes to church. That guy's got to wait four months before he gets some pussy. Mm-hmm. But the guy yeah. that's a fucking alpha male that's fucking all these girls, he's fucking these girls in four days. Women got to stop acting like their rules are not situational. There you yeah. go. Exactly. They'll be like, yeah, I'm not letting nobody do this. Or, you know, I'm not kissing on the first date. Or, you know, if we if we go on a date, it has to be during the day. And then... Uh, yeah, that's ridiculous. Taekwon come through. This nigga got dreads and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> and he doing all the things you said you wouldn't do. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you want to... And my thing is, I see the game. Because I'm a hybrid version. I'm a hybrid man. I'm You're basically... hybrid? Yeah. I started <laughs> part off... Part electric, part gas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I started off... You know how they say, you know, there's only good guys and there's bad guys. <laughs> I started off as a really nice guy, you know, that was constantly not getting any ass. Yeah. Constantly getting rejected. But just thinking that, you know, being uber nice to women is the way you hooked up with them or you got to be their boyfriend and their, you know, but as a young man, I learned that that's not even what re- women really want. They want a guy who is assertive. They want a guy who is aggressive but controlled to where he's not all over them and yeah. doing all this shit. Um, and I'm a hybrid version of both men. So I know when a girl is playing this game, like she's. She's playing this. She's on. It's this fine line. Like with, with when a woman thinks you're just a super nice guy, they're gonna come at you a certain way. Yeah. And then when they know who you really are, then they kind of switch it up a little bit. Yeah. Like the same girl you thought, like, oh man, she goes to church and she's really conservative. Them is the same ones that want to throw that ass back on you. <laughs> you would never know it until you really start talking to them. Yeah. And 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 I've seen some shit where you see a girl that's really like, you know, like I said, the conservative goes to church. And then you find out some random dude that's like a, a straight up womanizer fucked her. Because he told her what he wanted. Yeah, he told her what he wanted. Yeah. And women like assertive men. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some dudes that are way over the top, but women don't like the same nerdy type of super conservative men that they portray. 
Mm-hmm. It's just it's bullshit. Yeah, I think there is something to that though. Like what? I think it, if if there's any guy out there struggling to like close a deal, yeah, uh, per se, um, try being like super upfront next time. Yeah, just telling her what you want. Like if you only want to hit her, just tell her you, you know, you just you articulate it a little bit better. Tonight, exactly. You know what I mean, you listen to some R and B songs or something. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, just be honest, and she'll be like, "Dang, okay, yeah, I agree." And, and I think that any other woman listening to this, you can't be mad at it because I'm I'm being real. Yeah. Women say I want somebody to keep it real, but when a man keeps it real with you, you don't even know how to take it. Yeah, like when I told when I told that girl that uh, about you know you know you got two consenting adults, this and that, and I just kind of blew her mind. Mm-hmm. She was just like, um, you know, she was expecting all the same bullshit that yeah. every men t- every man tells her every <laughs> single time. Being honest is the reason why it sounds so crazy. It's the road less traveled. Yeah. You know, I told a girl before, like, she is like, I've told girls some, like, not crazy stuff, but I kept it real. I'll be like, honestly, I told one girl, honestly, I don't think we should hang out because I really want to have sex with you. <laughs> and then she'll be like, what? What do you mean? We can't hang out as friends? I said, look, no disrespect to you. I think you're a cool person. But if I was, if I was like, platonically attracted to you as strictly platonic mm-hmm. then definitely we go to movies and hang out but i don't think it's cool because i want to fuck you <laughs> i told her straight out and she's yeah. like wow well i mean thank you for being honest yeah and i'm just like okay bye have a nice day and then we the weeds the situation out there's it no weeds dragging it yeah no dragging there's no dragging no nothing mm-hmm. you know all the guys that get friend zone they get friend zone because they they they're being a pussy yeah they're afraid of losing an opportunity when that opportunity never really presented itself to you in the first place. Yeah. You know, so it's like, dude, just be honest. Yeah. That's real. Terrible. We kind of went off topic there, but we yeah, kind of really we, went down on it. Niggas was passionate about really that. Really took it there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is just very, uh, this is why I really love this podcast. It's, kinda, <laughs> it's, it's weird. It's like therapy, but everybody, he- everybody hears it. <laughs> So how does that make you feel, Eddie? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. All right. Uh, Moving on. Liking someone beyond superficial reasons. Mm -hmm. I find it all too often that you see two really good-looking people together or you see um, two kind of super unattractive people together. Mm -hmm. And I know it sounds really fucked up to say these type of things, but I think... Actually, I don't want to use the unattractive people. I don't want to use them. That's a bad example. Yeah. but It's using, all relative. It's all relative, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if you have two really good-looking people together, like really, really good-looking people, and let's say they're both rich or whatever the case, mm-hmm. it's like the aesthetic of the person becomes more attractive than who the person really is. Yeah. Like, what kind of heart do you have? That's what I'm all about. Yeah. I see, I see a ton of really attractive women. Mm-hmm. But I'm not gonna be in their inbox like, "Hey, how you doing? What's going on?" Or, "Oh, we should hang out." It doesn't matter how hot. See, this is what really kills me about a lot of women, right? You will prance around with your little tight pants on and be all sexy and running your hands all through your hair when you don't realize that real men wants what they want, what's inside of you, mm-hmm. your heart. I was about to say something, your vagina, <laughs> but your your heart, man. <laughs> Mm-hmm. We want your heart and we want your mind. Mm-hmm. And those two things mean a lot to us. Well, not to all of us. Some men are are dumb and they just want a girl that looks good with them because they look at 
women as a trophy. Yeah. When you view women as a trophy, like, yeah, that's my girl right there. Yeah, the one with the little little shorts on. Like, mm-hmm. I don't look at women like that. You are not my trophy. You are my equal. You know, I want a woman that's my friend. I want a woman that um, is is mature, mm-hmm. who who represents herself and represents me. And what I mean by that is, is if I'm away for two or three weeks or doing a job, I don't want a girl that's doing a bunch of sneaky stuff behind my back when I'm not there. I don't want a woman that's talking bad about me because we got in an argument to all of her friends. I want a woman that's willing to have a conversation, to have dialogue. It's like I just want a well-rounded person. The way she looks, mean, it, it just fails in comparison to what I really want out of a woman, you know? Mm-hmm. So liking someone beyond superficial reasons is extremely important, but it's really it seems like it's not to other people. Yeah. I think, you know, with the, with the social media present so popping these days yeah i think that we've a lot of people fall into that a little bit more so like the superficial stuff because you can you can you can not have met a person in real life and then you see their pictures via social media you see you know the different content that they post definitely um you know if it's the, the person's a singer or a dancer or whatever the case may be you look at that, you be like, dang, I love I love a person that can dance. I love a girl that can dance. I love a guy that can dance. Right. And then, you know, you see a couple of their Instagram live videos and they, you know, talking about, you know, whatever. They may, you know, post about, you know, just a thought that they had, you know, just walking through the walking through campus or whatever it is. Um, and you can fall in love with that. Right. And then once you actually start, um, once you actually like build with them person to person you guys are you know going on dates you guys are you know walking through the park whatever and you start to realize that um that person on instagram is not the same person not that they're faking on instagram but that you know there's little yeah exactly there's little subtle things that they do um and then there's like a possessive thing sometimes where you you feel like um you you only want them to be like they are on Instagram. Mm. You know what I mean? You only want them to uh to be a dancer or you only want them to share those thoughts that they do when they're on campus. But that's it's not it's not the same. And then yeah. you realize that there's no um there's not really context on Instagram. And not at all. So if you feel a certain way about feminism, you would only get that through a conversation. Right. Like there's some political things you might you know, even like a taste in music or movies, like can turn someone off. Like, oh, right. you like this movie? Like, I hate that movie. <laughs> and then that's a whole argument in itself. So, like you said, it's just like today we we uh, you know, and even celebrities to a certain extent. There's a there's like multiple layers of superficialness. True. So a celebrity can watch a movie and be like, dang, I want to get her. Or yes. oh, she got she, her album is fire. I need to get her. I need to bag her. Excuse me. I need to bag her. And then you finally meet that person, and you know you guys, you guys go on dates and whatever, and then you realize they're not that they're not that person. Yeah, they're very yeah. underwhelming. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I'll say this like, it, it just kills me because I think when you when you're working on, when you're a whole person and you're working on like growing yourself, and you see a bunch of shallow people around you that are acting like they are too good for the world 
it kind of makes you like really feel sad for them in a way because yeah. you don't they don't realize how much they aren't yeah like it doesn't matter like it's people that i've seen some stuff today we'll get into it later seen a guy guy got a new car and was like uh oh so you mad y'all mad now i'm like what yeah like you mean that you take this monetary possession and you make it like it's making people mad yeah you know it's just ridiculous mm-hmm. and then it's like people do things to make people like them or they kind of could sculpt this image like you mentioned but when you meet them it's just not it yeah so it's bad you you have to like someone beyond the superficial reasons because it's not going to work that's why there's so many divorces yeah we, we have so many new applications <clears throat> and 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 ways to manipulate the human eye and to manipulate the human heart and mind mm-hmm. you know where we got these filters where it can make girls look better in a certain light you know it can make their booty look bigger make yeah. their titties look fatter mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying it just it's just so much manipulation going on too you never mm-hmm. really get to see who a person really is yeah and it's like oh god mm-hmm. what did i get myself into yeah <laughs> Yeah, I think for me, I think, you know, I can I would be able to fall into that same sort of thing. Like if 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 I had if a person just looked at my social media, they would see like, you know, movies and, you know, um, stand up and, you know, cartoons and drawings and stuff. And they're like, oh, this, you know, this person is artistic. I like what they're doing. Um, And then they they would meet me and it would be different. But. I would say, like, if they were able to listen to a podcast, then they would really be able to get, like, a, a fuller Definitely. idea of... Long you know, form. Yeah, yeah, exactly, like, of what, what's really going on versus, like, you know, if, you know, a five-by-five five picture or whatever whatever that uh, ratio is on Instagram. Exactly. But, you know, here you're really... It's a semi-unfiltered. You know, the only thing we filtered is if you don't want, like, personal business out there. Exactly. But your actual opinions on situations are always going to come forth. Definitely. Definitely. Here's the thing. If you listen to this podcast and you're like, ah, I'm curious who Eddie and Keith are. We've told you 55 episodes in a row yeah. who we are. Yeah. This is, this is exactly the the views and the things we say are exactly how we feel. So don't misconstrue. Like, don't get it misconstrued. Like, this is, there's no, and we don't even edit these podcasts. We yeah. run these motherfuckers all the way through and we post that shit. <laughs> there is yeah. no editing. There ain't no special effects on here. Yeah. It is, this is all one take. We do it on one take. We don't even write a script. The only mm-hmm. thing that I write down on my on my phone or him on his phone is the is the fucking topics. Mm-hmm. And then after that, we just start rambling away. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But uh, yeah, start trying to figure people out and mm-hmm. liking them beyond you know the superficial reasons. Yeah. Because if you don't, then you just you're putting you're involved you're inserting yourself in a situation. That ultimately is going to end anyways. Yeah. I think I would say to piggyback off that, just try not to have expectations. Because if you go into something thinking that, you know, you see Eddie's Instagram, you you think it a certain thing, um, and then you actually meet him, and it's not that. Not in a negative way or or a positive way, but it's just different from what you've seen on social media. Then you might be like, dang, I I just thought it was going to be this. But if you go into it realizing that Instagram is a place to post content, Thank you. And content that that person wants to post, just a glimpse of that person's life or a glimpse of what that person wants to show. True. And you realize that, then you realize that, you know, when you meet him in person, that 
you know, that social media aspect is only a glimpse of them. But when you meet them in person, then they're going to start revealing, you know, more of themselves to you. True. Yeah. And some of y'all, I'm going <clears> to <throat> reveal everything. Yeah. Put my pants down. No, I'm not. You really <laughs> He's revealed some stuff to you guys on Snapchat. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's a couple of y'all out there on Snapchat that's uh, been able to see some things. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. Yeah, uh, yeah, Keith's spot on, man. Uh, it, it, and, you know, the thing about it, too, is, is I try to make sure that all everything that I do, whether it's in life or on my social media, that all those things align. I'm not on there like, yo, I'm making this amount of money, man. I'm doing this. And then, you know, in reality, it's not it. Like, I, I'm just, I'm not a person that misrepresents myself on any platform. Yeah. I'm not posting pictures of a bunch of chicks. I'm not posting a bunch of uh, stuff about me being at the bank or having money or whatever. Like that's just not who I am. So here's the thing. Imagine if I was doing that and then you met me and then you seen that all of these things weren't a a proper um, reflection of who I really was. Yeah. I think you'd be incredibly let down, but yeah, I need to hear there. Moving on. Uh, mastering your thoughts. Mm-hmm. I, I find it that, you know, people make people will go to the gym and they will do a full on cardiovascular workout. You know, the, they do, uh, you know, the, the, the exercise bike or they'll do lift free weights and they'll exercise their body. But are you exercising your mind mm-hmm. and mastering your thoughts? It, it was crazy is, is we, we kind of touched on it a little bit here, but mm-hmm. Having a healthy thought process is extremely important because you're you're gonna if you don't have a healthy uh, thought process, you're gonna be like finding the extremes in everything, and it's gonna make your life a living hell. Like you know, like let's say your your girlfriend don't text you back for forty five minutes, and then you're like, yeah, she's sucking dick, yeah, she's doing this, mm-hmm. I can't, she's cheating on me. I know she's cheating on me. You know, she's yeah. crazy, man. You, but had you been secure in yourself as a man. And you actually trusted the person you were with. And all of these healthy thoughts had sculpted the way you move in life. You wouldn't have these problems. Mm-hmm. But you have these problems because you have an unhealthy way of... Uh, you have unhealthy thoughts. Yeah. Period. Yeah. So, um, just in, any of you guys out there that are into reading or are looking for some sort of you know material to read. The summer's coming up. A lot of us have a lot more time. Uh, to dive into books. the This topic came from this book called The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. And basically the book kind of dives into a, essentially what the title says, A Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. But he re- he was a, um, he was, you know, this world-renowned lawyer. And he realized one day that he he was, like, he was living this mentally unhealthy life. Like he was stressed out at work and, you know, he started to look older and just being a lawyer in general, it's like you're constantly around people that are lying, constantly around criminals, people that are, you know, on trial for horrendous things. And your job is to get them off. Um, So that say it again. Wait, what? So your job is what? I know. <laughs> Try to walk me into some nastiness. <laughs> so lawyers and porn stars got the same job. Yeah, Lisa. Honestly, trying to get them off. Lisa Ann. <laughs> right, yeah. Man. But yeah, so this lawyer, I mean, his, you know, his job is to try to 
you know, get people out of jail, get people out of, you know, uh, fines and stuff like that. And it was taking a toll on his life. So essentially he just quit and he just went on this journey to, you know, discover this, I guess, like a temple or something where these monks live. And he basically uh, the person that's telling the story worked with him or around him somehow. So the person that um, wrote the book basically said he seen this person and he almost didn't like seen this person years later and he almost didn't recognize him because he looked so much younger. His skin was smooth. You know, his his hair wasn't as gray and, you know, silver as it was once he uh, actually left the job as being a lawyer. So he, he just found like a soup, like an internal happiness that um, he wasn't able to do when he was a lawyer just because the job was so stressful. Um, so all that, that all that is in this book, if any of you guys want to read it. But um, just to kind of piggyback off of, you know, some of the thoughts that Eddie was sharing before, um, the there's this quote in this in the book, and it says that, let me read it. It says, the quality of your life is determined by the quality of your thoughts. So like Eddie was saying, like we put so much effort into the way we look. Uh, girls wearing makeup, makeup on a daily basis. You know, guys are, you know, everyone's, the gym is the, you know, the new hot thing. People are sometimes hitting two a day, sometimes hitting two hour workouts um, to work on their physique. People are eating healthier. All that is good. But if you don't take care of the mental aspect, none of that even matters. You exactly. know what I mean? And that, and that's from everything. So there's, there's this, one of the exercises in there that they were speaking about was he, he posed to the guy, he, he basically told him to sit down and stare at a rose petal for, I don't know how long it was, probably like 30 minutes. He was like, stare at a rose petal, but only concentrate on that rose petal. If any other thoughts in your, uh, enter your mind, just try to dismiss them as fast as you can. Only concentrate on that rose petal, and that will kind of help you center yourself, help you focus um, on a daily basis, because it'll, it'll help you, you know, every time... Um, some sort of negative thought may enter your brain, you'll be able to quickly like, you know, get it out of there or even negative thoughts will not even enter, you know, your thought process because you'll be, uh, you'll be able to focus on the task at hand. True. And when I was reading that, it was, it was funny because it reminded me a lot of like the way Kobe Bryant thinks. Like if, if, you know, they have that, that crazy uh, video with Matt Barnes and Kobe Bryant where Kobe Bryant is so focused on, I don't know what this nigga is thinking about. <laughs> <laughs> he's so focused on whatever he's thinking about. Um, and it's been multiple. If you just look up Kobe, like extreme focus, there's probably a YouTube montage of yeah. the craziest situations. Like, you know, Matt Barnes is throwing the ball. He pump fakes the ball in his face. Kobe Bryant doesn't even flinch at all. It's he doesn't weird. blink or yeah, yeah. B- blink or anything. But that's the kind of focus that it takes. And um, I'm, I don't know if Kobe has read this book, but I'm sure um, if you were able to articulate this situation, he would be he would be able to, uh, you know reach back into certain situations that he has. And even there was a, another video of Kobe Bryant, like it was like the playoff games or something like that, or they might it might have been close to the end of the season, and Chris Rock was like trying to talk to him, tell him jokes and stuff, and this nigga Kobe Bryant is just sitting on the bench, like towels draped around him, breathing hard, and he's just like... Not giving a fuck Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I say all that to say, like, this that's one of the good exercises that, you know, anybody can do to... It's just a mental exercise, Definitely. Just, you know, much like doing pushups or whatever. It's a mental exercise because like in the book, it says that any sort of negative thought, whether it's like, man, I don't want to go to work or, 
man, I hope it don't rain or whatever sort of negative thought like can fester, you know what I True. mean? And it can, it can bloom, um, just by planting that little seed in your mind. So, yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah, man. I, I think that it's, it's not so much, it, it is planting the seed, but I think, you know how a lot of times when our parents try to tell us something, it'll go one ear out the other. Yeah. Because we're not willing, we have selective, we have selective listening habits mm-hmm. where when things that mean something sometimes, they go one or out the other. But it's like all the bad things, they, they, they tend to, to stick. They, yeah. they tend to go in and stay in. It's mm-hmm. just, for example, somebody could say, Eddie, I love the podcast. Eddie, I love the podcast. Eddie, it's great. You guys are great. I love you and Keith. And somebody could be like, fuck you and Keith. Y'all gay. Or some weird shit like that, yeah. or y'all whack, or whatever yeah. the hell it is. Yeah. You know, and we'll just be like, I think even if we don't acknowledge it, we see it when it makes us feel different mm-hmm. than all of the love we got. Mm-hmm. So 20 people could love us, and we like, oh, that's dope, thank you. But then mm-hmm. somebody be like, fuck you and Keith. And we'd be like, wait, wait, why? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it basically, if you mastered your thoughts, you would see, you would immediately see that fucked up comment, and you would be like, Oh, okay. Yeah, and you just probably keep wouldn't going. even affect you at all. Mm-mm. Yeah, you would. You just keep it moving. You had the eye of the tiger, man. Yeah, because you're just so overwhelmed with positivity. Any sort of negative thought would um would ju- it just wouldn't even matter. You know, yeah. you wouldn't even be able to understand it to a point. Yeah, you you wouldn't retain the bad shit. Mm-hmm. It, the the bad shit that you hear should go one ear out the other, but unfortunately, it doesn't yeah. because the way our brains are trained, it just doesn't work that way. Yeah. So, and I'm start, I'm starting to hear, you know, even uh one of my uncles, he kind of trains me to speak in a certain way, uh more of like positive affirmations. Um yeah. but I'm starting to hear you say certain things similar to that as well. Like instead of saying like, "Man, I can't wait for our podcast to do this" or something like that. You'll say like, "Our podcast is going to do this" or yeah. "We will be able to you know, monetize a podcast. We will get way more views, you know, down the line. We will get bigger um, guests on our podcast. So, yeah. mm, and you know, the thing what I've noticed about me is I noticed that when I start speaking these positive affirmations, they make me feel different. Yeah. I get this weird, like, tingly sensation, like, yeah. you know, my chest sticks out further. And yeah. I, you know, I just feel a certain type of way. I just mm-hmm. feel more passionate. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like my breathing patterns change. It's not like it's a bad thing. Yeah. But it's just like I just I res, I respond to speaking these positive things out because when you believe in yourself, you believe in your content, you believe in who you're working with, and you are slamming yourself in the face with nothing but these positive things. And and the thing about it is, you genuinely have to feel this way for it to work. Yeah, you can't yeah. you can't say these things and not mean them because all the negative shit's still gonna. It's gonna it's gonna overload your subconscious. Yeah. So you're gonna in your subconscious mind, you, you'll be like, "Man, I suck. Man, I suck. Damn, I'm yeah. trash. This is garbage. Damn, yeah. this is garbage." And you'll but what's coming out of your mouth is, "I'm great. I'm great." Yeah. But you got the devil and and the angel on your shoulder, and the devil is whooping the angel's ass. <laughs> you know that? Yeah. <laughs> and that's what's going on. Yeah. As long as you believe these things and and you believe them to be true. You can master your thoughts, and I think your 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 mastering your mentality and your thoughts is going to take you way further than you know allowing things to to retaining the bad things 
and not, you know, putting forward and basically not not putting forward the positive yeah. things that are going in. Yeah, I think um, even for me now, I'm 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 I haven't mastered my thoughts yet, but I don't I'm, think anyone has. Completely. Yeah, yeah. So, but I'm I think the guy the like monks have. Oh, like definitely. That. Yeah, they'll but, fuck you up too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I think that. Um, as we're working towards that, you realize that, like, I realize that I just don't even like being around negativity. Definitely. Like, I, there's this girl, um, the student at my job, she complains every single day. Like, oh, I'm bored. I don't want to do this. This is stupid. Why are we here? Why can't I go home? I'm sick. Uh, my foot hurts. And I'm like, yo, like, don't. <laughs> I be telling her, like, don't even come into the class unless you're going to say something positive. Because that's so annoying to me just to have someone just spewing negativity constantly like you can't i was like bro like just at least give somebody a compliment like right. you know say their shoes is nice or something like don't come at me with that with that because like i'm at a space in my life where um i don't even want to hear that kind of stuff nah. unless it's positive unless it's like you know i'm going to do this my grades are going to get better or you know i want to be this when i'm older or you know just something like you know something good like that um, it, yeah, it, go ahead. It, 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 sorry, man. No, I was done. Now, what was disgusting to me is the people that complain about things are, for the most part, they're complaining about situations and things that they have no intentions of changing. Yeah. Man, I hate my job. Then why don't you get a new one, motherfucker? Yeah. Oh, man, my wife gets on my nerve. Then why don't you get a fucking divorce? Get a new wife. Get a new wife. Yeah. You could buy them. Uh, <laughs> from Russia or some shit. <laughs> like, why the fuck are you... Why are you, why do you want to bring me in on your despair? Yeah. Your your despair is yours alone. Yeah. Do not involve me in your bullshit, man. Uh, sometimes I go to work and there's motherfuckers in the lobby before I get my paperwork and they're like, "This is crazy. I can't believe this is going on, man. I'm tired of this, man. This is uh, blah, 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 blah. and yeah. I'm just thinking like, you know what? I'm going to get my paperwork and walk right out of this office. Because this this motherfucker that's always complaining is going to be here again the next week complaining. Yeah. He's not going to change his circumstances. He's going to complain because he, he's justified it in his mind that that's all right when it's really not. And I, I just and I just guarantee you that his his thought process overall is just really bad. I feel really bad for him mm-hmm. because he's way older than me. How is it I'm only 34 and like I'm one of the youngest guys at my job? And all these grown men are just complaining and complaining, complaining and not showing up to work a lot of times, calling in and all this shit. Right. Yeah. But yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. It's like, dude, you're a grown man. It's funny. It's funny that you say that because I've um, so um, at my job, there's one person at this at the school that is like above me. Um, her title is a campus. Uh, her, her title is a site coordinator. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've really I've realized recently she's starting to complain a little bit more and more mm. but in turn she's missing a lot more work mm. and when she has to miss work i have to cover her for her oh. for me like i don't like you know i don't complain about like there's something to complain about at my job every day but i choose not to like fester on what's going on but i i've seen her like verbally saying stuff like we like the day before um spring break yeah. She was like, uh, basically saying like, I hope these kids don't, you know, come tomorrow. Like, you know, cause oh, a lot of God. times, like the day before, uh, big breaks, 
the the program isn't like a lot of you know a lot of students go home or the program isn't even uh like active that day they, yeah. they basically send the kids home so um but i but i've been seeing her saying you know little little stuff here and there like oh my gosh i can't wait to go home like more and more like at the beginning of the like when i started working there she wasn't really saying any of those things she was saying like we have a lot of fun here but now her true true colors are starting starting to show she's not able to lie anymore that negative energy is like overpowering that that those positive affirmations she had at the beginning of the Mm -hmm. semester and then like you said like people are missing more and more work and she is too she's turning into that principal from the simpsons yeah Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the kids are driving him fucking crazy. Yeah, what's yeah. his name? Principal God, my God, I think it's Principal Chalmers. I don't and then uh, what the teacher's name is Mrs. Krabobble. Mm-hmm. You know, you know the female teacher on The Simpsons. Yeah, she's always pissed off at the kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what some of these. That's what a lot of these teachers remind me of. You know, they come and they probably smiling out the parent teachers conferences, but at the end of the day, if you mad and you still at a job, you just there for a check. Yeah, I mean, you better right. off getting a bigger check doing some other shit. Yeah, yeah, or a smaller check being happier with yourself. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great point. That, that that was this, uh, it was like a studio session with Nipsey hustling, and I forgot who it was, but he was like, "Bro, I, I don't care about the money." He was like, "Just give me the weed, bro. Give me the weed." Because he was like, "I need." <laughs> he was basically saying, "I need this in my life." He's like, "I'm gonna get the money regardless," but. Yeah. Just give me the weed. I was like, yeah, yeah I really, kidding. really miss Nipsey Hustle, man. Yeah, you know, I didn't never met him a day in my life, man. But I, I've seen so many interviews and followed him since yeah. 2010, and yeah. um, seeing a person's growth, even if you were not directly a part of it, but listening to his music, it's just really, it's really, mm-hmm. it's mind blowing seeing this. But yeah. I don't want to get off the topic. But <laughs> yeah, man, it, it's you definitely need work uh, on mastering your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, because at the end of the day, I, I think that doing that is going to get you a lot further because I mean, we, we don't know how long our life expectancy is as well. So yeah, having a mind filled with negative thoughts is going to make your life even tougher. Yeah. I don't think you want to go to the grave like, Oh, I hate my job. Oh, my fucking wife. Oh, she stopped. She stopped giving me blowjobs in 1985. <laughs> you know? If you're just unhappy with everything, you know, you're unhappy with your relationship. You're unhappy with your job. You're unhealthy with your weight. You know, you're unhappy with everything. You're just going to live in this world. But if you look at your situation like this, right, let's say you're unhappy with your wife. but you say, I'm unhappy with my wife, but I'm glad I have someone to share my life with. Or, you know, you have a job you hate. I hate my job, but I love the fact that it provides a stable income for me and my family. Or, you know, you hate your sex life and you'd be like, Man, my wife doesn't suck dick anymore. <laughs> but, you know, at least she'll still have sex with my unattractive looking ass. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, if you found a way to, to twist, uh, you know, turn a negative into a positive, I think that chances are it's going to start spilling over into other things. Yeah. And eventually you'll be able to conquer uh, all the bad things, uh, bad thoughts you got going on. Yeah. All right, man. Moving on. Uh, Self-defense and cardiovascular shape. I know this is is random. We don't really talk too much about these type of things on the podcast. But I feel like self-defense and cardiovascular, being in 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 an okay shape is important. And I'll explain why. A lot of people think that, you know, know, they say, oh, this world is bad, you know, and people are evil and this and that. Since we know that evil exists in this world, I think it's important for us to be ready for it. And I, I think a lot of us, we, we take for granted that 
you know, um, you know, everything is not going to always be okay. You know, if, if you're a parent and, uh, you know, you care about your kids and let's say, for example, some weirdo tries to grab your kid up, but he takes off running with your kid and you're so out of shape that you can't chase them down and they take your kid away. Mm -hmm. Let's say uh, you get into a fight with somebody or somebody's, no, let's say somebody's trying to inflict harm on your family, but you don't know how to throw a punch. So you get beat up and in front of your family and they rob you and, mm -hmm. and you can't even defend yourself. Yeah. And I know this sounds fucked up, but honestly, I think that everyone should go out and take some form of self-defense and, and work out enough to where you can feel whole. Like if something was to happen, you would be ready for it. Yeah. You know why people save money for a rainy day. So why is it that if you're financially responsible, you're not responsible physically? There's yeah. no excuse for that. Yeah. And then some people are, 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 are responsible physically, but not financially. Yeah. I just think that overall we should be ready for a rainy day and not, not only in the, in the monetary sense, but in other ways, like I, I may not be no professional boxer, but I know that if a motherfucker was trying to fight me, I know that I know exactly what I could do to him. Mm -hmm. I could grab this guy. I could sweep him. I could slam him on his head. I could hit him in his mouth. You know, I could choke this guy out unconscious. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's mm -hmm. not like it's something to brag about. Not at all. Fighting should always be the last resort. But knowing how to defend yourself or yeah. knowing or let's say if a guy is being a predator, ladies, and he's got you pinned up against the wall and he's stronger than you. You need to know that you need to kick this motherfucker in his nuts. Yeah. Gouge him in his eyes. Uh, choke him out. Um, uh, flip him over your back and slam him. Instead, you, you need you need to be more of a well-rounded person is basically the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. And, and and also be ready for a situation, even if it may be inconvenient. Yeah. And for anybody out there that wants to fight Eddie, this nigga got an eight foot wingspan. You can <laughs> shake somebody's hand. This nigga can shake somebody's hand in Alaska right now. <laughs> oh my God. But yeah, I think um I think that's true, man. It and on top of the the like the physical aspect of it, just being in, you know being in shape enough to do these things, if, you know, like you said, if, if somebody tries to grab a, your child, grab your purse, whatever the case may be, um, there's that as, aspect to it. But then also there's a there's a confidence level to it. Definitely, you, know, you you just you'll you'll carry yourself more confidently if you knew how to defend yourself. Um, if you knew how, if you knew a little bit of boxing skills, if you know a little bit of, you know, jujitsu or jukundo or whatever, uh, one of these mixed martial arts, um, you're going to carry yourself more confidently, you know, in, in all aspects of life. You know what I mean? Definitely. If someone approaches you or if someone tries to disrespect your kid or whatever, there will be a certain level of calmness because you know your capabilities there you go you know a lot of these hotheads and a lot of these rah-rah guys are rah-rah because they don't know how to fight right you get punched in their mouth one time and they'll be crying <laughs> <laughs> fuck you bro <laughs> yeah but um but yeah like i said you know just the confidence thing i think that's one of the most important things i think uh even if you look at a guy like kevin hart look at his instagram this guy's been boxing for some years now. Yes. He, he's been, even before he started showing the stuff, he he was uh, making little skits and stuff. And he had all the material, so I know he was actually doing some sort of workouts. Uh, but only, you know, as of recently has 
the him hitting the mitts start to look like real polished, like he's you know he could potentially be like a professional fighter. So, you know, just looking at a guy like that, I know him getting his skills up like that. He has so much more confidence just carrying himself. Oh and, yeah, you know, just being on stage. You know, I'm sure he's exuding some of that confidence that he's gotten from you know just his ability to you know throw punches better. Definitely. So, yeah. Yeah. Here's another thing. If if see, there's guys that walk around like they're just the baddest guy on the planet, mm-hmm. right? But I think that it, it should make you a calmer person for having some form of either martial arts or boxing that yeah. you know how to neutralize someone. Like you basically can save them from being having serious pain being inflicted on them because you know what exactly to do. Like you know, if a guy's talking shit, you're like, you know what? Okay, I'm a sidestepping. And I'm going to hit him with a jab. I'm not even going to hit him hard. I'm just going to tap him in his mouth. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to tap him in his mouth. He's going to be like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then you might hit him so hard that he'll give up. And if he comes again, and you then if you might be able to hit him with a spinning back fist or something. But whatever the case, mm-hmm. it, you will have the confidence of knowing, like, look, I can defend myself. And, and not only that, but I, I tend to put myself in different scenarios when I go places because I know the world is evil. Like, if I go into a truck stop and I'm walking through the facility, let's say I've never been through there, um, I'm looking at windows, like, okay, if some shit was to pop off, I could run that way and jump out that window. Mm -hmm. You know, if some shit was to go down here, then I could run through this way and exit through this side. Mm -hmm. That's how I think, and it's not, it's like, it's second nature to me. Like, I I could walk into anywhere and do that Mm -hmm. and just look around and do it, like, subconsciously, like, quick. Just because I'm I'm ready for that situation. It's unfortunate. I don't want to be in that situation, mm-hmm. but I'm ready for it. But you shouldn't go throughout the out out you should not go throughout the world thinking that everything is peaches and cream. Yeah. You know, because you may be minding your business, you might be coming out of Starbucks, but somebody could rob you right there in front of that store. Yeah. Okay? You need to learn how to defend yourself. Period. Because yeah. screaming don't help. You can scream all you want, but that's not gonna stop somebody from robbing you. That's not gonna, that's not gonna stop somebody from victimizing you. Mm-hmm. So I say that because I know that a lot of people don't really, you know, they have self defense classes, which I think are are healthy. Um, but you should be training more in depth on how to defend yourself and also be in some type of shape, some type. Because I'm a big dude, but I can run a mile nonstop. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I still, uh, I still run sprints here and there. I still um, uh, uh, work out and lift weights. You know, a few times a week. Like I'm, I'm ready for it, man. If you, mm-hmm. you got drama, because it's, it's a lot of truck drivers have been robbed. So like, if you want drama, okay, cool. But I'm gonna beat your ass. Like mm-hmm. this is this. I'm not the one, man. Yeah. And it's not like I just got hands like that. But if I have to defend myself, then I'm going to defend myself. Yeah. That's real, man. I think uh, I think we hit it on the head. I don't really have much more to say about it. All right, man. Talking to the mic, dude. I know you're getting tired. Yeah, my bad. Kind of dipped out on me. But yeah, yeah I think uh, <laughs> you know, just I think I think there's a um, I think there's a sport within the the martial arts um, or type of martial art yeah. out there that can fit everyone. I Definitely. Think, um, you know, a guy like Wiz Khalifa found his little niche. He's Muay Thai. You know, he's doing Muay Thai. Um, like I said, Kevin Hart is doing the boxing stuff. You know, he's hitting the pads. He's getting really good. So I think there's something out there for for everyone. There's you know certain people like to grapple a little bit more. They're not really too. 
keen on, you know, standing with the hand-to-hand combat. There's people that like to throw their legs a little bit more. I think, um, I would say most black people, but I think we we appreciate just kind of the hand-to-hand combat a little bit more. But even in that, there's, you know, you can learn, you can heighten your wrestling skills. You can heighten all kind of different, you know, different abilities, uh, and that'll help you to defend yourself. So I would say, like, you know, just get on, get on Google look up certain, you know, whatever classes, whatever, whatever trainers you got in town and, uh, you know, look for recommendations from certain people and find, find a gym and get in there. Yeah, Do something besides twerking and drinking. <laughs> Cause what you're going to do if somebody's trying to rob you, you just bend that ass over and start twerking. Jeet <laughs> Kune twerk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just crazy. All right, moving on. Last but not least. I know it sounds crazy. We know there's a lot of jealousy in this world. Yeah. But there are people who literally want people to be jealous of them. It's like they find power in people being jealous of them. Yeah. And even if it's not real, they kind of want it. Okay. The reason why I brought this up is today I was scrolling through Facebook and I won't say any names, obviously, but (laughs) I was scrolling through there and this guy got a nice, it was a really nice car that he got and he posted, uh, and I sent the text to Keith, and Keith was just like, "What?" Mm-hmm. The guy said, "Oh, so you, so y'all mad or y'all mad, huh?" Mm-hmm. Like basically saying, "Oh, so y'all mad? Why? That you got a car? Yeah, a car that you have to pay payments on, like everyone else? Yeah, yeah. Like, no, no, nobody's mad. Like, yeah. you, you want someone to be jealous of you. You yeah. feel like that gives you power. I know there's this. It's ton. This goes beyond just, um, you know, having these monetary possessions. It, it goes with you know, the typical pretty girl, like everyone's so jealous of me. Mm-hmm. Like, no, everybody's not jealous of you just because you look good. That doesn't mean you don't offer anyone anything. You have really nice tits, but who else gives a fuck? Yeah. You know, everybody's not jealous of you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think that people find power and they latch themselves onto this idea that everyone's so jealous of me just so they can feel good about themselves. Yeah. That's a false sense of security, man. Yeah. Like, no, that's not cool. That's a guy that hasn't mastered his thoughts because he's inviting negativity into his life. There you go. I don't even, I mean, to me, that doesn't make sense. Why wouldn't you want to be loved by the whole world? Why would you want niggas to hate on you? Right. I think as, you know, as, you know, hip hop culture, we've kind of grown up on like niggas always hating on me. (laughs) Niggas hating, I'm going to get money. Like, you know, all these like little quotes and lines and stuff. (laughs) But in reality, I think that, um, I think that we all should, you know, we, we all should want everyone to have love for us. True. Uh, you know, kind of going back to when Nipsey Hussle, you know, that I think I, I think you had sent it to me. Um, he was talking to Gary Vee about, you know, the reason why Drake is winning. And yeah, he's basically saying he was able to kind of monetize love, like, you know, yeah. positive energy and stuff like that. Yes. Um, so that's, a, you know, the same sort of thing. Like, why why wouldn't you want like us as a podcast we want all positive comments we don't want like any thumbs right. down once we start doing youtube or we don't want anybody saying anything negative about it we want all all strictly love um so i don't understand why someone would invite fake hate yeah you know yeah, and then stupid. like i seen the picture it's a nice car and there wasn't that many people that actually liked the picture which led, leads me to think that no one actually cares enough to actually hate yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's scrolling they, past the picture. They got turned off by the caption. Yeah, probably. It's like I, 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 that happens a lot too. I, I, I remember once, 
Um, it was probably during tax season a few years ago. Uh, you know, people were posting money, a lot of money and stuff. There was a guy who posted like hundreds and hundreds laying on his bed. It was probably a few thousand dollars. Nothing crazy, just a typical tax return. Yeah. And um, he had maybe five likes or something like that. It may be one comment. And then me, I was like, I'm going to just do a little quick, you know, social experiment. I had like $2 in my wallet or in my pocket at the time. So I posted the same picture probably an hour or so after that guy posted a picture. And he had like five likes. I got maybe like 20 likes. You know what I mean? And I, I just put like, I, I put it sarcastically like balling. And then like, you know, his was more of a serious thing. Like, yeah. you know, I'm really out here making money and stuff like that. But I, it was just funny to me that I got way more likes. And that, that kind of goes to your point saying yeah. like, the caption turned people off sometimes or like the presentation of some of these Instagram pictures or Facebook pictures turns people off and they can't even support you. Like if someone was like, if that same, if you just change a caption and say, Hey, I worked extremely hard. I used to write the get bus. I used to go to BC every, you know, every single day on the get bus and catching late rides homes and, you know, walking miles, walking from the mile, uh, walking to work at the mall at the Valley Plaza, you know, every single day just saving up money. And I finally got me, you know, my dream car. Niggas would be showing love. Like, hey, bro, I'm proud of you. You know, keep doing your thing. You motivate me to go out there and get, you know, go for my dreams. But if you just out there like, man, niggas is hating on me. I'm tired of these niggas out here because. Oh, so you mad. Yeah. It's like, like, no, it's not. It's not a real thing. (laughs) No, not at all. Yeah. It's, I don't know, man. It's it's weird to me, uh, especially the whole money thing. Uh-huh. It, the whole money thing to me is is like why first of all any man that needs to prove himself to anybody in any way shape or form is a weak man yeah you're weak uh, I mean and you, if you have to talk yourself up in order to make people think anything of you like oh man people really hating on him or oh people really regardless you should not self promote yourself in a way that makes people tries to sculpt the minds of people seeing your content mm-hmm. that's just weak like first of all um, for example, I remember and this is c- completely unrelated. There was this girl we were texting back and forth, and she was like sending me like these little sexual innuendos, and she said something, and then I was like, ah, well, I'm not much of a talker, like you know, in regards to like sex. She's like, oh, so you walk the walk, huh? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, <laughs> what? <laughs> but the thing is, is this: is I bet you every dude that she talked to before was like, yeah, I'm gonna bend you over, I'm gonna spank yeah. your butt, yeah, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna turn you over, I'm gonna do this. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, first of all, you don't need to have that all that type of sexual dialogue. There's no point of even having that conversation. Because yeah. if you're gonna have sex, then it's like sex is, is, is an is, uh, it's, uh, action. It's not mm-hmm. a word. Mm-hmm. So you're using words towards something that's an action. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's real. You know, and it was crazy right now, I'm looking at Keith and Keith's having a hard time staying up because before the podcast, we had a bunch of like fried chicken and shit for his mom's birthday. And a bunch of like potatoes and macaroni and cheese. So yeah. Keith, Keith's hanging on for dear life. Nah, it's really just twelve thirty one a.m. and the nigga's tired. <laughs> Keith was looking like he smoked a crazy blunt. Yeah. Keith was like he was smoking one of those Jamaican blunts. Yeah, Keith's tired now. I just think he's tired because you know his is he has a certain amount of mental mental space for yeah. talking. Mm-hmm. And I think that once he once his like his uh, energy starts running low, you can see it because it'll be it'll be almost three four in the morning, and then me and me and Keith will still be texting each other. Mm-hmm. So I, like I know he'd be like if he's up that late, then I know he can make it. But <laughs> I, I just think the chicken is fucking. Him up. Actually, like, I do not be up at three. I will wake up. 
like randomly. Ah. Uh, and then I check my phone. He check his and phone. And then I'll be up until like six a.m. We wait. Yeah. I'll be waiting. I'll be low key trying to see if somebody sent booty pics after the club or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> Girls be doing that. Girls will be like, they'll they'll send something like it'll be something random, but their butt'll be out, and then you'll mm-hmm. be like. Whoa, what was that? And then they'll text you the next day, like, "What are you yeah. talking? What are you talking about?" Like, like, uh, you be, I'd be like, I'd be mad, bruh, because he'd be like, "Dang, it might, be, it might go down. I might need to get up." And then next thing you know, it's like eight, eight, nine a.m. the next morning. Like, oh my bad, I forgot what we were talking about. Oh Damn. god, niggas be devastated. You thought it was gonna go down. You thought you had to get your box of consent cards. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of. I gotta say, how does those? How do those look? I don't know. It's just a box. It's a box uh, that has these different clamps on it, and it takes yeah. two hands to open it. Uh, it takes two. Like, why? If it only takes two hands, why couldn't one person open it? No, it takes two people. Supposedly, oh, two people. Probably yeah. four hands. Probably, yeah, yeah. I still think that's trash. That's terrible. And it's like it's not a good. I don't. Oh man, that's just. I just like regular Trojan condoms. I don't really just give me the regular condoms <laughs> in the bag. <laughs> I mean, it's depressing enough that you have to use condoms already. Yeah, and now you're making it even worse. Now you you got condoms with the freaking with the fucking uh with with the lock on it. It's yeah, like, come on, man. That's crazy. That doesn't. It's uh, crazy, bro. Yeah, I wonder how many condoms are in there. If it's what, only what one if, condom, that's terrible. What if there's ways to get around it too? What if you just like you know before you left the house, you just got somebody to you know open. The little, the little consent thing, and then you just carried it with you to the house. Like that's I, not that's, how it works, though. That it's it's a box that has to be opened on the spot, I guess, by both parties. Yeah. I mean, but if you can open it, there's ways around it. I'm just, I'm saying. I would assume so. Yeah, I just think it's lame. It's a flaw. It's lame, and then it's also flawed. Yeah, yeah. It's like, lame look, and flawed. I don't need you to help me. I just I just need you to help me have sex. I don't need you to help me open yeah. the goddamn box of fucking condoms. Make sure I don't get no STDs yeah. and stay out of my I, way. I don't bring a chick to, with me to KFC and be like, I need you to help me eat this bucket <laughs> of chicken. That's I'm a, a good date, though. Because I'm a, I'm an independent man. I don't, <laughs> I don't need you to eat my chicken. I, I, I eat that by myself. Man. Yeah, I can handle this bucket by myself. <laughs> <laughs> I pay my own bills. I buy my own chicken. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but in the grand scheme of things, I think it's corny. Uh, don't expect people to be jealous of you. Uh, yeah. Don't don't act like, oh, everybody hates me because I'm pretty, or everybody hates me because I have money, or mm-hmm. no, uh, people <clears throat> hate me because I have this nice car. Like, look, we all go in the same fucking hole when we die. Stop acting like you are too good for people when you are actually no different or even less relevant than the people you're talking about. There's also some sort of hate where the hate can be because you're just a terrible person. Right. If you're the type of person that's like, nigga, why are you hating on me? You're probably a terrible person. Yeah. So they don't hate on you because you got materialistic things. They hate on you because you're just a nigga. Right? Yeah. I think they see what works for everyone else. I think they look at professional athletes and see people legitimately hating them. Mm-hmm. And they feel like, oh, well, everybody hates these athletes. Maybe if I got the people to believe that I'm being hated on, I would feel important too. Yeah. So what people do in society is they look at what works for other people and they tend to mimic or uh, uh, mimic or uh, uh, copy what yeah. other people are doing mm-hmm. and in hopes that people will find them important. <clears throat> when in actuality, it's obvious that you don't have anything that's le- legitimately worth hating on. Yeah. We just we just watched um, so Tiger Woods won the Masters today. Yeah, um, he hadn't won it in years, and 
uh, there was a video that had popped up. I don't know if it was true or what happened, but it was um, basically him looking at negative comments from all these sports commentators over the years. And I personally think that, you know, he watched it and it probably fueled him and it, you know, he probably used it to, you know, help motivate him. But at the end of the day, I genuinely believe that he would much rather have people, you know, say positive things about him. Yeah. Because who want you know, like I said before, like who wants who wants to invite that negativity? Yeah. I don't know. Some people lie and say, I need the negativity, man. I need people to be negative to pump me up. But mm-hmm. it's like at the end of the day, really, you can still get by on good vibes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's just a facade. You, yeah. you, you don't need motherfuckers to hate you. Because then if motherfuckers hate you, you're like, why everybody hating on me? <laughs> like niggas, mother- be, niggas just like saying that. Yeah. It's like, yeah. dude, shut up. I think um, even... Even with athletes, they'd be like, you know, I don't read the headlines. I don't know what's going on in the articles. And then the next question Bullshit. would be like, did you hear what Skip Bayless said? He'd be like, yeah, I actually heard what he said. And he's like, uh, I don't believe it, though. Something. These athletes hear every fucking thing that's yeah. said. Because if they don't hear it, then their wife hears it. If their wife don't hear it, then their friends hear it. If their friends don't hear it, then their family definitely heard People it. People be having, like, legit, like, celebrities legitly be having, like, Google alerts on their phones mm-hmm. for, for their names. Yep. Like what the heck? Yeah, man. I can't. You can't be overly consumed by what a motherfucker says about you. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you got to live your own life. Mm-hmm. You know, and as long as you're living your own life and you have control over that, then I, I just think that those those negative the negative commentary only has so much relevance. It, matter of fact, it may not be relevant at all. Mm-hmm. Especially if you like, look, I know myself. I know me. I know this is not me. Yeah. I know that they they're talking about the perception of me. They're not speaking about me. Yeah. You know, what they perceive is one thing. I know there's some people that listen to this podcast or or maybe, um, uh, or matter of fact, I won't say listen to this podcast. I think people that listen to this podcast, they have a better grasp of who me and you are. But people who purposely don't click on the podcast and only pay attention to what we put on social media, which is nothing bad, they'll be like, Eddie think he's doing something with that podcast. I ain't doing shit. That mm-hmm. podcast trash. Eddie is trash. Mm-hmm. Keith is trash, right? And they keep believing it. Yeah. Until they start seeing these podcasts doing good numbers. <laughs> and yeah. they're like, man, Eddie ain't shit. I know he just got doing a got through doing an interview with uh with uh with so and so, but he ain't shit. Yeah. Oh, uh, he just had Todd on the podcast, man. Fuck Eddie and Todd. <laughs> oh man, he just had Kobe Bryant. <laughs> I never liked Kobe anyway. <laughs> Magic jo- and Michael Jordan better than Kobe anyways. Yeah, 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 Michael Jordan better. Man, this nigga had Barack Obama. I like, I like Donald Trump better anyway. You like, it's just people are gonna find a reason. They keep to, moving the needle. Bro. They keep moving the needle. No matter how high you go, they're gonna be talking. No matter how low you go, they're gonna be talking. Yeah. So it is what it is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, let's wrap this up. Yeah. All right. If you made it, if you made it to the end of this podcast. You probably heard Keith yawning in the background. Hey, I ain't yeah. gonna front. This nigga Eddie. This nigga Eddie yawned probably like thirty minutes ago. I'm still holding strong out here. You know what I mean? Yeah, man, man, stop playing with my feet, man. He got the Jesus Christ. I wish y'all could see this. This nigga got the biggest hole in his sock right now. (laughs) This nigga whole big toe is exposed. (laughs) He's not lying. I gotta get some more socks. This is embarrassing. Yo, we gonna start a GoFundMe for this nigga Eddie Sock Foundation. Oh man, and my toe is is ashy too. It's fucking dry. My toe looked like a chicken breast. (laughs) Nah, man. But if you made it to the end of this podcast, we thank you for tuning in. I know it was pretty long, but we had a fun time. Episode fifty-five. Thank you for listening to. Thank you for listening to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K. Fiends. Out of here. Peace.